give me some more flavor. Let me tell you something, Gino. Can you out here talking about a click? The only click you need to know about is the Harlem Heat and Sister Sherry. See, because what you're dealing with here is the brotherhood. It's non-stop from this point on in WCW. We take what we want. And after we take Lex Luger and the Giant, we want the gold, sucker. Hulk Hogan, we coming for you, nigga. But you found it, motherfucker. Yes. All I see is black roses, drug dealer poses, shoveling that devil's angel up their noses. Never let jail turn my shine into Moses. Couldn't cleanse my soul with them civil rights soldiers. Panoramic roof under glass like a coaster. Backseat driver, racial slurs at the chauffeur. Killian loafers, Mickey Moto chokes her. Photo op is priceless, frame I wanted posters. The audacity, war brings casualty. Bitch, have my son before I face that tragedy. Uh, I ordered hit, she orders Mahi. R.I.P. Vivian Blitz. Shout out to Shower Posse. Go. Just massaging me Sometimes we know what I stand is at the colleges So please don't judge me uh, For the following Fat bitches swallowing Skinny bitches modeling Take off that Givenchy And let's get raunchy I had your face looking all Captain Crunchy The devil stay testing Cause when you chase the pussy It's a sin But if it falls in your lap It's a sin trouble what's happening man what's popping what's going on man you already know the vibes man this is the untitled podcast man yes sir in the motherfucking building man sorry for cussing i'm trying not to cuss this episode shit my bad i just cursed you it's a christian episode it's a christian you know i'm tired of having to put the little explicit shit on the damn (laughs) see there i go damn it yo i'm tired of having to put the explicit little thing on it you know what i'm saying i want to be pg fuck that shit nigga Remember back in the day we go to Walmart and you get a little you get your CD and be blow because it was edited. And it was clean. Yeah, I'm mad <laughs> as shit, man. What not worse than listening to uh, Ludacris back for the first time edited? Uh, what was that? These bitches throwing rose petals at my feet, man. That was no, that was word of mouth. Yeah, that's that word, word of mouth. mouth. Yeah, nah, uh, that was a uh, what's your fantasy? Okay. 
How did it go? I want to hit to your toe, toe when I want to <laughs> down, down to the flow <laughs> when I want to. <laughs> you make some good, I want to leave, but I got to. They kept all the clean ones in like the little crate. Yeah. Store, yeah, man. It was trash, man. What a time, right? What a time to you know go to the store and like physically buy an album, and then you could listen to it like you could preview it. Yeah, kind of nasty when you think about it. In what way? Like what just in like the now the supposed to be more sanitized era, we ain't need just sharing headphones with strangers. Yeah, wax everywhere. Wax everywhere. Remember you going that shit? Play the video game. Play places in the Walmart. Rubbing his nose. Rubbing your nose. Hello, mom. Be, be there in a minute, mom. One more round. You know what I'm saying? Just get one more second. One more. You wouldn't do nothing playing the demo. Demo makes you play another damn 20, 20 seconds and the shit switch off. The Madden demos were the worst. Like, oh. you play what? Two quarters and the shit. Yeah. Out. Be getting your rocks off. Or that bitch with. might start you in like, like two minutes left in the fourth quarter or something. That would it be. You got to drag a little two minute drive, <laughs> get you all excited, that shit fuck around and cut off on cut your off. ass. Yeah, yeah. I miss, shit, nigga. I miss demo this man. Remember, um, Parappa the Rapper. That was did a that? game. Wasn't that was it? a little game, man. But it was a demo for uh, I think it was like Spiral the Dragon or some shit. And like Parappa, you had to come up with little combinations with the. I uh, remember that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And Parappa. Anyway, man, fuck it, yo. <laughs> This is episode 23 of the Untitled Podcast, man. Welcome, man. Welcome to our domain, man. Welcome home. Um, I am your host, Boo, man. This is my brother, Swat. What's going on? Blip, blip. All that yes, good sir. shit. All that good shit, man. All, how you feeling, man? How's your week? How's everything, man? I'm feeling, I'm feeling cool. I'm feeling cute today, man. Shit, my name is shit. Sweatpants. Hair tied. Chilling all right. Day, all right. You're not going to do that That's next to I hope that you don't take it wrong. I did. <laughs> I, I did, actually. I did. Nah, we living on, man. I it's can't been a good that. week. Been a good week, man. <laughs> you got to get my. Finally went to the dentist. Okay, okay, yeah. Because last week, yeah, you had a rotten tooth. Nah, it wasn't rotten. You just have wisdom tooth, man. You got a little too wise. Ah, so you got to snatch that boy up out of there. Yeah, got to get them guys, man. Can we record you when you get on anesthesia and post you? I'll put it on Instagram. Yeah, let's do that. Let's let's make that thing. I want to record. Um, I do karaoke. I do some karaoke. Uh, I just want to ask you questions. You want to ask me questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like incriminating questions. I just want to ask you questions. If you incriminate yourself, that's on you. They're not yeah. questions can't be incriminating unless you answer them in an incriminating way. That's true. Yeah, yeah. We'll play that game. We'll go live. Oh, say less. I'm with it. I'm with we'll it. Go live. I'm with it. Tune in. What are you getting this out? Doing it Monday. Monday bet. Y'all stay tuned. We're so going yeah, live yeah. on Monday. By the time man. you hear this, that means the next day. That's a fact. Yeah, 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 yeah. We on and popping, man. That's exciting. Got to up the got up the Andy, man. Get some yeah. content, <laughs> content, content. This name of the game is content. Right. One more thing, man. Um, you know, it was a nasty game. Speaking of games, how didn't go that, get it? That was a fun game. Nasty game. Never have I ever. Okay. Nasty game. Yeah. This is a nosy ass game. True. true that's true. how you figured out who was with it though. Like back in the G, like that's how you knew what time it was. Like you'll never ever have it. Like the one ain't got no fucking fingers. We ain't played up but five rounds. You <laughs> all the <them laughs> fingers down. Like oh, you are nasty. <laughs> I know you turn that shit in. Or no time then. Oh man. Yeah, man. So let's get straight to it, man. Um, we have a new NBA World Champion. Right time on. after time. Yeah. Yeah, man. 
Yes, sir, man. So, yeah, man, a little bit of it. So, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Greek freak, the Greek freak, man, is now an NBA world champion, man. Um, very decorated, twenty six years old, man. Yeah. Two time MVP, defensive player of the year, world champion. Dropped the fifty ball. On yeah, him. man, dropped the fifty, uh, fifty piece. You see him next day went Chick Fil A got a fifty got piece a 50 nugget. Piece nugget. That was hard. That, that was, was hard. Cold right yeah, there. Yeah, man. So I don't know if you caught the interview that he did after. Man, he kind of was talking about, um, you know, that he he kept the promise he made as a rookie at summer league that he ain't leaving Milwaukee to deliver a title and said he stuck with him. yeah and say he gonna stick with it, man. And um, it, it takes me to a question of. No, a lot of people say that that was a little bit of a shot at, at Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and even, you know, some even kind of pointed out it may have been a slight shot at LeBron, um, just kind of in, in the joining up of teams. Right. So where do you stand on that? Do you, do you feel like it means more when you do it the way he did it? Or do you feel like, you know, it's kind of win at all costs? It all depends on the players. Some players feel like, um, you know, joining with these super teams and still getting the ring, the amount of work that they put in throughout their career, they still feel like, you know, it's an accomplishment. I mean, even with these super teams, a championship isn't promised, and we saw that uh, this year with the Brooklyn Nets, just with health issues and things like that. So just winning a title in general in the NBA is an accomplishment in my opinion, but I see where Giannis is coming from. Uh, you dedicate yourself, you know, to a ball club and – you know, they kind of invest in you and build around you. You can get a sense that, you know, you, it could be more special to him. I I look at it like, and actually, you know, I kind of think about it in the sense of, um, you know, me as, you know, I always talk about being a Laker fan, in the rings that kind of meant more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just as a fan, you know, I can't speak as a player, but as a fan. And I, I can say the ones where – you watch that team get put together. You've seen them grind it out. You know, just the kind of Lakers team lost to Boston. Right. Then came back and got two. Like, those felt good. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the the ring from last year, you know, was happy to have it, but it didn't it have the bought. same. Yeah. Almost felt, yeah, okay. Yeah, it felt bought. And I always, you know, I, I'm not a fan of that. You know what I mean? We stack up and win. You know, basketball is one of the sports where you can do that a little bit. You can kind of stack up and win. Yeah. Football no NFL. I don't even remember that team, man. Philly. The Eagles had a team a few years ago. They beat uh, the Patriots. No, not that team. I'm talking about oh, uh, a few years ago. Team. And no, that was it. Vic. I don't know. Vic might have been on that team. He might have been a quarterback the team. But basically, they are naming it. Uh, they basically set up a super team. Yeah, I remember. They that. went and got Namdi Osmagua and a few other guys. Yeah. I mean, they were stacked. And ain't busted great. Forget. Yeah, man. They had built a super team and it wasn't. You know, they always say, man, you can't buy championships. I don't I don't believe that. And it's shown year in and year out with the yeah. NBA. But you know with a lot I, of these super teams, uh, most of them are created because, you know, you might have marquee players, uh, superstars in the NBA who can never find a way to get over that hump. And so it gets to a point like for instance, Kevin Garnett, he got to a point where he couldn't do any anything more for Minnesota. So his next best option was to join Paul Pierce and Ray Allen to kind of get over that hump. Um, we're kind of seeing Dame Lillard in the same position. It's like he's becoming stagnant in Portland, and for some reason they could never put a right situation around him. So it's kind of disheartening knowing that he may go 
through the rest of his career without winning a ring if he decides to stay in Portland. So it's kind of a, a catch-22. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and I, I agree to that to an extent. You know, I mm-hmm. think, you know, people point to KG's situation a lot. Um, but I think the difference with KG was that he was traded. And it wasn't like he demanded a trade. You know, mm. He was traded. Now, there's always, you know, LeBron, the, the conversation that was had about LeBron and KG when LeBron left to go to uh, Miami. And KG said, you don't want to be 32 years old with no rings and bad knees. Right. He said that to him. You know, uh, so he had a choice. KG didn't really have a choice in where he went. He was kind of a Minnesota lifer. Uh, I want to say he was coming off a, a few years before, a few years prior is when he went to the conference finals of Sam Cassell, Charles Sprewell, um, and lost to uh, Troy Hudson. Yeah, lost to uh, the Lakers and that. That's that Kareem Rush game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man. All in all, man. You know, it's you know the the NBA is is tough, man. It's tough to win the ring. You know, we talked about that. You know, a few episodes ago with the, with the Hawks. You know, that happy to be there mindset can bite you in the ass because mm-hmm. it's hard. Yeah. You know, you you can get to a champ. I mean, look at the Lakers. You know, Lakers were world champs and got put out in the first round. The Heat made it to the finals and got put out in the first round. All it takes is for one player to shift an entire conference. That's I've it. Seen that in the past. That's so. it, man. You I mean look at Kawhi? Right. You know what he did with, with the Raptors. You know what I mean? It's it's tough. That man. was supposed to be Giannis's year to make it to the finals. Supposed to be. Yeah. Well, I I don't know because shit. I don't know if they beat Philly. I don't know if they beat you Philly. Philly out there, your Toronto. Toronto, Toronto beat Philly on that fadeaway. And, you know, and, and there's something else that came up, man. They were talking about how um, you know, a lot of people are hard on KD, KD saying he didn't lead his team in, in to, to the promised land. And they point out the fact that literally two inches is what stopped. That jump shot, right? Yeah, two mm-hmm. inches. If his foot is literally two inches back, that's a three-point instead of a two-pointer. Yeah. Brooklyn advances. Milwaukee goes home. They're on, they're on Giannis's ass. <laughs> Once again. Saying right. that he, he's not a lead and blah, 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 and all this shit. And it just shows how fickle fans can be. And it shows literally how tough it is to really get to the finals. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so with all that, man, being said, man, shout out to Giannis, man, finally getting on one. Um... So um, all three brothers are NBA champions now. Yep, all three, all That's three. That's pretty dope. Yep, absolutely. Span of man. a year. Yeah, man, span of a year. All three brothers got one. Um, better set of brothers, balls into Takupos or uh, holidays. Uh, I'm rocking with holidays. You going with holidays? Holiday season it is, man. I say holiday, holiday season, season, man. Holiday season, man. So, uh, so yeah, man. So again, shout out to them for that, man. Um, for just just so y'all know, this is definitely probably gonna be a sports heavy podcast, man. So I kind of hear the coochies drying up oh, well. early, but hey, sorry, we'll talk about make the stallion at some point. Um, <laughs> all right. So moving forward, man. Chico Bean had a comment, man. Um, and I actually I have it queued up, and he had a a comment on uh kind of what crack did to the black community as opposed to slavery. Cocaine did more damage to black people than slavery. And I'll tell you the reason, one of the reasons why. 
because what took 400 years to do, crack did in 10. From 80, let's say 84 to 94. In 10 years, the damage that crack cocaine caused the, the black community or the, just black people in general all across America was, you can never bounce back from it. So, uh, yeah, man. So basically, point, you know, what he's saying is, you know, that crack was, crack actually did what slave, crack did in 10 years, 15 years, if we're being honest. Um, crack did more in that short span um, to black people than slavery ever did. Um, which is an interesting take. Not completely a completely wrong take, but interesting take. Yeah. Um, you know, I I think with that man, we we spoken about just kind of the crack era. Um, you know, on this podcast, man, especially talking about you know when we were, you know kind of doing our snowfall reviews, and and snowfall actually highlights a lot of it. But you know, we even spoke to talking to our family mm-hmm. and I, you know, saying our elders a little bit, man, I know talking about pops and him telling me about, you know, certain folks he saw and he saw what crack did, you know, cocaine was what it was. Cocaine was a party drug. Right. You know what I mean? You get a little high, you know, obviously you do too much, you can OD, but that's with anything. Right. That's with anything. You know, you take too much time now, you're going to OD. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, the fact of the matter, cocaine was one of the ones that you can do and they still do to this day. You know, and get up and take the ass to, to work in the morning. Mm-hmm. And um, do a bump while they at work. Yeah, do a bump while they at work. You know what I mean? But uh, crack was changing lives, changing families, changing generations. Um, you saw a lot of that in the 80s, man. It was, mm-hmm. it was a tough time um, when it got introduced to the black community, man. So my take is uh, I kind of agree. Okay. I kind of agree. Um Slavery obviously did a lot of damage to the black community, but we are showing we were able to recover from slavery. Slavery wasn't that long ago. You know what I mean? Honestly, it wasn't that long ago. You know, but crack literally destroyed families. And people say that it sounds like hyperbole and sounds cliche, right? Like you don't really know what that looks like. Right. But literally destroyed families. Okay. Uh, so I, for me, I, I say it is. I, I say I, I do. I believe I'm with him. All right. Here's why I disagree with it. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a solid point, but you know, there's some, <laughs> there's some cracks, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> in this theory, right? Mm-hmm. And I promise you, that shit just popped in my head. But anyway, I, I, um, I give you, I give you a rim shot. Pause, <laughs> pause, pause. But I give you, yeah. yeah. But um. Crack did more than just destroy, uh, you know, the black community. Mm-hmm. It destroyed white communities. It destroyed uh, Hispanic communities as well. Um, I saw crack being more as a, an epidemic drug mm-hmm. versus slavery. That only happened, you know, to African-Americans. And with him saying that crack destroyed the black community, in some instances, crack funded the black community as well. It put money in a lot of young, you know, young black men's pocket as well. And one of the most successful stories in our culture is Jay-Z. And he got his start, you know, talking about, you know, him selling crack at a young age. But it kind of gave him a formula on how to be a businessman to a sense. Um, Slavery, that was the first form of oppression that we witnessed African-Americans and crack was just following that blueprint. 
of how to oppress black people. I'm uh, I'm tell you why I disagree with that. Okay, go I'm ahead. tell you why I disagree. Um, one, I do understand, yeah, that crack, you know, obviously affected everybody, mm-hmm. you know, but. And that's kind of why, you know, the question is kind of, you know, the effect on the black community in particular. Like, sure, Asians did it, white people did it, whatever. But, you know, the focus with this was just us. Um, And while it did make a lot, you know, it made a lot of money in the black community, you know. But for every Jay-Z, there's millions of others who didn't make it, Mm -hmm. you know, who were killed and, you know, who were killed over, you know, that exact same drug. And they died, their families were strung out, um, and literally entire families, entire lineages um, were no more, you know. So I I can see where, you know, yeah, it taught you a business model. Yeah, it put money in some folks' pockets and, and that kind of thing. But, you know, for me, crack was tough because it was self-inflicted. And to me, that is almost even more damaging than slavery you know slavery you have an enemy but it's hard when your enemy is you you know you're doing this to yourself you know this is kind of you know when they speak about you know in africa there are actual blacks enslaving blacks Mm. in africa and to me that's what crack was when as a dealer i'm you know i'm selling this to my cousin i'm selling this some you know you hear a lot of people talk about you know they selling it to their mom you know jay-z talks about you know, selling crack to his mom before mm. and the regret, you know, that he has that comes with it, you know. So, you know, while sure it did put some people in a, a good situation, I don't see any positives um, that came from it because even, you know, again, we could talk about Jay and what, you know, him starting off as a so drug you see dealer. no positive out of, you know, the crack epidemic? None. And what's the positive outcome in slavery? There's not none. Not, we're not, it's just the thing that the conversation isn't that one was good and one was bad. It was what was worse. Okay. But in saying one was like two things can be, you know, true at a time. Like you can say that slavery was bad and then say crack was worse. Mm. You know, um, I think that also, you know, when you look at slavery, you know, around the time when crack kind of got introduced into our communities, it was actually kind of a turning point for the black community. You look at the seventies, you know, a lot of, it was kind of a turning point, civil rights. It kind of really was kind of moving a little forward a little bit. And it was kind of a turning point and then boom, crack Mm. and then boom, HIV, Mm. you know, and these are introduced into the communities and you bring it down. Now you kill a community for the next 20 years. And I'll say that slavery was worse because that was the first introduction to oppression that we, you know, had to deal with. In my opinion, that's why I think that is worse. I and, and I get that, mm-hmm. but I feel like, you know, that's that's gonna be there. You know, oppression is what it's gonna be. It's gonna be there. And you know, but even with that being there, we've been able to rise above it. Of course. You know, but there's again, man, like that crack shit, like what crack cocaine did in the eighties, like I, I just look at a lot of, you know, the when you look at the again, I, and I keep going back to the families that were destroyed through that, right? So we're we're on a good we're on a good path. We're thriving, you know. Even with the oppression, we're right. rising above it. We're tearing down these walls, but we can't get through this. 
Mm-hmm. Like this is fucking us up. Yeah. To and a there, point. There's been way. families and you know, we can go back and forth. I'll just make this point. Um, there's been families, you know, that I'm close to that have been affected by crack. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But they were still able to rise above that, you know, push that out of their lives. With slavery, like you had to deal with it. It was there. It was no way of getting around it unless you tried to run. And when you tried to run, all they did was come and find you. Yeah, but I again, the long-lasting effects for me, we're not seeing effects of slavery today. To we're a degree. Not. We don't we don't see the effects of slavery. Oppression. It's not a, that's not an effect of slavery. That's that just was people the introduction not, that's to people not liking slavery. black people. Slavery you know, was an inter- introduction to oppression. It's an so intrigue. if we're still dealing with oppression today, into a to a degree, that's still slavery. We're still dealing with slavery. It's just different form. But again, oppression was oppression. The people who you know, the white people who moved, who who came to America were oppressed. You know what I mean? Like oppression is oppression. And they chose to do you that know, to us. You know what I mean? To but the black community. Exactly. But my point is that oppression is something that can be risen. You can come, you can get through that. There's again, there's families who never bounce back. And there are some families that have bounced back. But I feel like it's way more than having. It's way more than having. Okay. I mean, the crack. If you again, a crackhead is a crackhead. I, you know, and I again, like, you know, growing up and seeing what I've seen. Like once you gone, you gone. And even when you come back, the damage that's done. You know what I mean? I, I and maybe you know a one off. <laughs> I know that, a few. That, you know, just bounce that. <laughs> I know that, that, a few. But. You know, from what yeah. I've seen, and and I, you know, I don't want to go too deep into, you know, you know that part of it. But from what I've seen, once that shit hits, I mean, really hits the effects. The you know, when you think about even you know, the the side effects from from the crack epidemic, from you know, gang culture to all these different things. And for me, when I think about as a culture, like what was worse for us. Like for us, is that because a lot of the things that were going on was self-inflicted and they were derived from that. Slavery was something that, yeah, it was oppression. It was fucked up, but we were able to come together. Crack tore us apart and then tore us down. To some degrees, we weren't always able to come together when it dealt with slavery. I mean, nothing's always. There's never an absolute in anything. But the fact of the matter is, we all had a common enemy in that. And some of those enemies were ourselves as well. So I, I can look at that and say that was something. But it was, still, it was still a common enemy. Slavery was the common enemy in that. In crack, there's people, again, how you said, you know, you got people who are selling it who are here. You got people who are doing it who are there. Mm. But we're all products of the same struggle. With slavery, no matter what, no matter who was doing what, you had, yeah, you had the niggas who went to, who, who, who lived in the house with master who went and told, hey, they about to run, whatever. You had those. But the common enemy was still one thing, one particular thing, that even the people in the big house, you had some, you had, of course, you had ignorant niggas who didn't want to run. Of course, you because they felt like, no, nah, they're not the enemy. Exactly. So it wasn't a common enemy because in their eyes, they're still being oppressed, but they're so brainwashed. They so, don't necessarily see them as the enemy. So how many do so you think if we had to do a, a percentage of slaves who felt like they weren't oppressed and slaves who thought they were? If you had 400 years of slavery and you do a percentage of what, 20, 20, 30 years of crack cocaine, I'm pretty sure that 
the you know the four hundred years that we dealt with it, you probably see a higher percentage from thirty years of crack cocaine. Higher percentage of what? Because that's not the question I asked. What was the question? The question was, who do you think and the high was a higher percentage? People who thought slavery was an actual enemy, or the ones who thought it wasn't? Okay, I see. Okay, that was the question I asked. All right. You probably see a higher percentage of people that thought they thought that they were. So that's but why that wasn't so, the comparison. The so, comparison was well. That was well, the question. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, what's the common enemy here? Like, what's the common enemy? So if the majority feel like this is the enemy. That's what common, that common enemy is. is oppression. Exactly. It's that slavery. Exactly. We knew that, but with crack, you got people up. It's, it's it depends on your situation to the point to where I'm selling it to you. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I don't care about. It. I'm doing this to you, like to my own people. You're not selling crack to white folk. You selling it in your community. You killing it in your community. So who's selling it to white folks? I'm not. A, I don't sell crack. I don't know. What I'm saying is, I'm focusing on this. So how, how can you say you're well, not selling it to white? We'll fo- folks? focus on this. Stay on the point. Let's stay on this topic. I'm asking you a question. We'll get. Well, I'll answer that <laughs> question. We'll answer, question. We'll, I'll answer that question. But let's get yeah. to this point. We're selling this to each other. We're killing this. We're killing. I don't care about the white folks. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I don't give a fuck who's selling them. I'm talking about who's selling it to us. We're selling it to each other. We're killing each other over this. Gangs are being birthed because of this. Mm-hmm. All these things are happening. You're selling this to your family members. You're watching your family get torn down, and you don't care because you're getting money. Like this is all part of product of that. Mm-hmm. With slavery, that wasn't the case. And the other side of slavery is a lot of motherfuckers ain't know no better. A lot of motherfuckers ain't there wasn't no books then. Niggas wasn't allowed to read. You didn't have a, a an opportunity to know any better. Mm. This is all you knew. You grew up in that, and that was what it was. Yeah, same with crack. A lot of them didn't know any better. Niggas knew better. They didn't Niggas know any knew better. better. If that's all, if that if that's what they grew up around, somebody if that's, if knew that's better. How they, if that's how their uncle was making money, and you grew up in that, but so the uncle knew better. Your right? uncle knew better. But all right, but that's the point. But that's the point in slavery. Niggas never had an opportunity. Who didn't? Who, who, who was reading the book? The ones that got away, they knew who? better. They and knew where it was were? A but, life. but where were they? They came back. Sometimes they didn't. Sometimes they did. So who came back? The ones, the ones that want to lead their people to freedom. Those so, are the ones that came back and did what? What do you mean they? They got away. Exactly. They got away. What about? Or did they get all them niggas out of there? Not all of them. And that's my point. My point is, is that your uncle knew better from the start. Your uncle had a choice. Mm-hmm. Slavery was, was it. This ain't Kanye. Slavery mm-hmm. was never a choice. Now, can you get out of it? Maybe. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. But look at the numbers of the motherfuckers that try to run. And actually got away compared to the motherfuckers who got caught. You talking about Them slavery. numbers ain't high. Yeah, slavery. Them numbers ain't high. There was a lot of dead motherfuckers. A lot. When you talk about that conversation. Crack, again, was a choice. Like, you choose to bring this in. We didn't choose to bring slavery in. That was put on you. Now, can you rise above that if you're lucky? But you didn't have that choice. Crack was a choice. And because of that, that's what makes it bad. That's okay. what makes it worse because we're right. choosing all right. this. All right, all right, all right. Brought it full circle. Like, Brought it full circle. So that's all, all I'm saying is, is that when you're choosing a struggle, you know, obviously you can't compare 400 years to 20. Obviously, right? You can't compare that. But the fact that you have a choice on whether or not you're going to do this to your own people and you do it anyway, that's what makes it worse. Mm. Like, that's where the problem lies for me. Like, you can choose, you know what I mean? We could do the semantics talk and all that kind of shit and what was what and all that. So, let me ask you this. Without slavery, where do you see our people? 
I don't doubt know. it. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I mean, because slavery was such a big part of our, you know, heritage and, and all that that I don't know. Because honestly, you know, there seems to be this this myth, not that just what you're saying, but there seems to be a myth that, you know, in Africa, we were just roaming, you know, free and happy. Oh, that's not and, the case. And, you know, and, that, and, I, you know, and, and the, the ones case. who know, know that's not the case. You know, no niggas were slaves in Africa too. <laughs> you know, so that's so to you know when you ask me that, you know, I can say I don't know right. because we could have still have been slaves, and you know what I mean. So that's why I kind of say I don't really know where we would have been without slavery, because, you know, now we're talking, you know, where we'd be without slavery in America, where we'd be without slavery in Africa. You know, well, I don't know. I mean, so, as fucked up as slavery is, slavery had a big part to do with the infrastructure that was built. So, I ask you this question: Without, well, without slavery, are we introduced to crack? I don't know. We aren't. But again, I don't know that. Like that's such a that's such a broad. And I said, I mean, because in in. Does crack even matter? Because without slavery, are we here? You know, and if we're not here, are we in a better situation in Africa? Are we still slaves in Africa? Like today, are we slaves? You know what I'm saying? Like I don't. It's so many different nuances in that mm. to say. You know, do we meet crack if we, you know, aren't slaves? Maybe not. But who's to say we don't meet nothing worse or something worse? Or who say you're even here? You know what I mean? So. That's why I say I can't answer that because it's too many nuances. No, the reason the reason I say that is because it's just following up with what I I said about oppression and everything, and just saying that slavery was the introduction. So without slavery, the oppressions that we're faced with today, we don't see. So in my opinion, that's what makes slavery worse. I look. I said I look at it this way, and I say what you're saying. My mm-hmm. point is that oppression was there before white people came and made slaves. We were also oppressed in Africa too. In what way? There were kings that oppressed. That there were slaves in Africa, so there were kings in Africa who had slaves. Those slaves were oppressed. But okay, all right, all right. So the so again, that's why I say so oppression. You know, yeah, it's fucked up, but oppression has always been there mm-hmm. for every culture, no matter what. You know, whether we were oppressed by white people or oppressed by black people, there were slaves in Africa. You know, they're Hebrew slaves. They're, I mean, they're slaves all over, and those people were oppressed. So oppression has been oppression. That's just going to be what it's going to be. It's always going to be a higher-ranking class in society, and the lower-ranking classes are always going to be oppressed. That's been a part of the world forever. You know, you see it in the Bible. You see it when you read through history. That's part of it. You know what I mean? It's going to be what it's going to be, you know. Um, but, again, to see in just a quick flash how quickly one thing was able to do so much damage in such a short span of time. Mm. You know, that's where, you know, I look at it as being something that really, you know, again, fucked us up, you know, just for for lack of a better term, man, fucked us up. So, Look at us getting deep as shit on the damn. Oh yeah, yeah, this shit was this shit was fun right here. How long <laughs> did we spend? Like I ten don't minutes. Know, man, it's a long damn time. Too long. <laughs> if I play some goddamn music. You need more like that. Yeah, play some goddamn music. <laughs> Who's it on? It's on you or on me. You go ahead and give him the introduction. That's cool, G. 
Alright, what you got? What you got? Well, I first see. of all, we gotta introduce a playlist. Say what? First of all, we gotta introduce a playlist. You want me to do it? Go for it, go for it. Oh man. One of my favorite eras in music. The blog era. Mm. What what years are we gonna uh consider it? Two thousand nine, two thousand ten, eleven. Cut it off at fourteen. 14 fair? If we're going to cut it off at 14, I want to add some more fucking songs. <laughs> but no, we're going to rock out with that. Okay, what you, what you, what you think? The 12 maybe? 2012. 2012. 2009 to 2012. Okay. Let's say, let's, say, let's say the golden years. And we could say the residual. The, the, you know, you, you always get like your peak. Then you got a few years where it's kind of there, kinda but it's falling. Off. So mm-hmm. I, think tw- I think 14 is fair. 14. Yeah, 14 is fair. I don't know if I got some for 14, but I think 14 is ac- more accurate. They'll be on the extended playlist. The sure, <laughs> sure. We'll give them that. We'll give them that. So what you got? The bonuses. Oh, man. My favorite blog era rapper still is. To a cent, my favorite rapper. Let's go with my boy Spitter. Currency. Airborne Aquarium off that pilot talk, too. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm getting hella mail from jail. Niggas telling me to kill it. When they get out, I bring them around some bitches. Should know be how I kick it. American ninja major motion picture flipping my remote. Same way I do them hoes. But she already know before she touched my Chevy though. Real nigga, let me make it as clear as my windows. No square shell, enter in the circle of windows. No, I'm prepared for whatever. If you know what I've been through, real view, clear vision, memories of paid dues. Confined to a runway, thunderstorms came through. But look what it came to, something that amazes you. Soon as you quit hating, then hear what I gotta say to you. Baby blue souls, these white 1196. No retro car came with this. Same year, my Impala with the flow ship. Photo suicide, muscle car. Show foot, showed it by the chalk. I lied at Russell Stouffer. Brung weed with her whenever I invite her over. Polo sweater, teddy bear hanging off her shoulder. No care over here, so we put it in the air. Walking around my house, say she wanna fuck everywhere. That's cool, baby, but I just got that pool table. We ain't gotta stay away from it. Sound good. If you wanna get under it, then I guess I can fuck with it. Before I got on this beat, it made out a bucket list. And these bars, I granted this death wish. Legendary layup, Jordan with the right left switch. Hang time, hang glide, stir fry, chank it, I chang high candy, rain, drizzle frame, I ride 87 Corvette, CR1, took the T tops off it, put them in the trunk, bitch, all gassed up, she been drinking from the pool. Sir, man, so that was a uh, currency. That nigga killed that shit. That nigga's going crazy. That one of the ones, man, that you be playing and you like, you kind of wait, right? Like, all right, what's a good time? What's a good time? It's no good time. Like, you're going to be playing that whole goddamn song. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You like, kept, you you kept, kept trying like, to hit the button. You like, and oh, shit like man. double dutch, man. And you're like, all right, all right, all right. Fuck. Ain't ain't nothing. Nothing. The shit tough, man. The shit yeah, tough. Man. Nigga went crazy, man. Shot the currency. No Wayne, no spitter. That's None of that. That's a fact. That's a fact, man. Yeah. Um, That's a fact. So, um, I'm going to take it to uh one of my, also one of my favorite uh rappers from that era, too, man. Um, you know, one of the guys that, you know, I grew up on. Um, so we're gonna do Titty Boy, Two Chain, we're gonna do Keisha. 
Sir, two chains. Keisha, man. That's his old lady name? I don't know. I think, um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you ain't gonna, yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Fuck it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't um, on that, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir, man. So, um, get into some kind of, kind of, you know, more uh, fun news, man. Space Jam dropped. It did. You caught it? You and JoJo? I caught it. 30 minutes of it. Okay. Cut that shit off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, you one of those. No, nah, I think I just got distracted. And what I watched, it really didn't catch me. So it was kind of easy to cut it off. I'm going to go back and watch it, if, you know, in its entirety. But um, 30 minutes, man. What was 30 your 30 minutes. A lot of overacting on LeBron's part. That was one of the things that stood out to me the most. Um. You know, Bugs going to be Bugs. That's easy to do. Don Cheeto, he really didn't stand out to me. But I don't know, just the, you know, it just kind of felt cheesy watching LeBron in that role. I don't know. You know, and I heard a lot of that, man. And I kind of was going to come in, you know, me with LeBron, how that you know, relationship is. But I felt like it was supposed to be the Space Jam. Right. The original was cheesy. The You know what I'm saying? Like, it was a lot of... You know I me. Mean? It was a lot of that. That's the point. I felt like, you know, after I watched it, man, really sat down, you know, and I'm in the minority, I think, with this, man, I think he did a good job. I think so. Yeah. I think he had a lot more uh, speaking parts than Michael Jordan did, so it didn't really stand out to me as Mike being cheesy. I think that's that's a fair assessment. Um, That's a fair assessment. Mike didn't. Didn't have a lot of speaking parts. It was more so the, the Toon Squad, the squad and, and, and Mike responding to the Toon Squad. Plus, uh, the other actors in the movies, I felt like they had, like Bill Murray. He did a lot more talking than Mike in that movie. Yeah. 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 I mean, Bill's part, Bill's part was small, though. Mm. Bill had a small role at the end when he came out, but he did. He did. Um, so, I don't know, man. I think, it's to me, it's kind of the same as how Coming to America 2 was. Right. You know, where it's just like, all right, you know, um, you know, oh, well, this ain't as good as the original and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. It's just like, well, 
Don't compare it to the original. Yeah. And this even more so because I look at it like, bro, Space Jam is a kid's movie, number one. So I grown ass is saying, you know what I mean? This is, you know, too much. I'm sure our parents was like, yo, what the fuck is that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's Michael Jordan? What the hell? You know, so it's kind of the same thing for us. You know, think about little kids. LeBron is they Mike. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're looking at it like. I, th- I think with me, I didn't go in with any expectations because, mm-hmm. you know, Space Jam 1 is always going to. It's going to be like one of my top three mm-hmm. favorite basketball movies. Um, I really just want to see like the direction they were going with Space Jam too, and how creative Ryan Coogler could get. Right, I butchered that name, Coogler. Yeah, I, I called him Coogler. I don't know who that was. Ryan Coogler. There we go. There we go. I know who that is. I just want to see how creative he could get with the characters and the storylines. And like I said, I only watched you know thirty minutes of it, and I really didn't have a chance to go back to it. So. Another point that I actually just thought about, too, was, you know, this Space Jam culturally will never be what the first one was. But and you have a daughter, so you can correct me if I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. but we grew up on the Looney Tunes. Yeah. Your daughter watched Looney Tunes? Um, Not Looney Tunes. She likes she knows all the Mickey Mouse characters. She like Power Rangers too, G. Okay, like that's the dope. original Power. Rangers. That's dope. That's dope. That's she, dope. That's, she, that's you. That's you introducing that though. You want that back? I know. I didn't. She found that somewhere. Where she find that? On Netflix. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that it was. It was. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, so okay, like okay. when I went in, I was like, oh shit, Tommy. She was like, how you know him? Mm-hmm. I said, man, that's my dog right in my home. I went to school with Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> I went to school with Tommy. But you know what I mean though. Like you yeah, know, yeah, they, yeah, we we literally grew up watching the Looney Tunes. You know, Tasmanian. That we shit. We were wearing Lot Twenty Nine and shit. You know what because mean? Like, Looney Tunes, yeah, yeah, like you know what I mean. That was dope for us. These kids not know what the fuck the Looney Tunes are. Not for real, for real. Right. They know who Bugs is. They know you know what I'm saying. But you know the my only knock on Space Jam is why the fuck did y'all cut Pepe Le Pew? Here we go. We back. I'm just saying. We back. I'm just Let's saying. Go. Let's go. Nah, if you gonna knock, nah, cause Pat, cause they struggled at the beginning. They're getting their asses cut, and Pepe mm-hmm. would have been dying. Fucking Anthony Davis ass Fuck oh, the yeah. fuck You know what I'm saying That's all I'm saying That's it I ain't like that I ain't like he did Pepe like that You would've tried to D down Lola too That's why they cut his see, ass Out the movie see. <laughs> You see what you did You see what you did I Always thought, gotta be I thought that's the direction We were going with Pepe That's not what we were taking no? that I know Damn You should be ashamed of yourself My apologies We sorry <laughs> Sorry, we gonna slide off that man. It's something that Pepe may like, man. Meg the Stallion is <laughs> Meg the Stallion, man. Is the first rap. First, you know what? First of all, shout out to Meg the Stallion. I think it's incredibly dope. Mm-hmm. They put Meg on the cover of the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Besides other horny reasons, I just think it's dope. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's a stat that she's the first rapper to be on the cover. Because okay. what other rap? Well, you know what? I take that back. Because Nikki could have did it, and Kim could have did it. But other yeah, than that, little Kim in her prime, she would have killed that shit. But they weren't putting Kim on that cover. Little Kim would have tried to have a dildo on that shit. <laughs> Kim would have had a, a dildo on one hand and a fucking nine on the other. Like the fuck y'all niggas want? Fuck me is gonna be fuck you. What y'all niggas trying? <laughs> what we on? You know what I'm saying? And so I, I think it's dope. I do mm-hmm. feel like it's dope, man. But um, you know, I, I I feel like uh, hmm. what's the play? What's the play? What's the play with it? You think it's a play behind it? Oh, for sure. It's 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 the Nikki route. 
Okay. She is ma- mainstream on the way. Mm-hmm. What's that song uh, Nikki had? I feel the starship shining on all that shit. Oh, it's what coming for Meg. Who's that? The boom, 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 boom. Yeah, boom, 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 boom. That super bass. That yeah. shit. It's coming for Meg. Mm-hmm. Too much money to be made not to do it. It's coming. So is she to the point where she surpassed Cardi B? That's tough. Is it, It's tough? I think that um, in the black community, no. Mm-hmm. I think crossover appeal, yes. Okay. Yes. I think Cardi is a megastar. But I think she's a megastar in our world. I don't know if Cardi, and, and this is, I mean, this is wild to say. I think that Meg just has more appeal than Cardi. I think Cardi's lane eventually is going to be really when she kind of gets into that Spanish lane. Okay. She did it a little bit. I think she had a song with Bad Bunny. And uh, um, Jay Balvin. Yeah, yeah, I think when she gets into that, that's going to be really what like takes her off to that, that next. J- that J-Lo route almost. Yeah, when yeah, that, that puts her into that, yeah, that stratosphere. Sh- and I think, Shakira and all that. Yeah, and I think Cardi's more talented than J-Lo was, you know right. what I mean? So I think that's going to take her into that stratosphere mm-hmm. where Meg, I think she's going to live in our world, but then kind of take off and kind of cross over yeah. in the same ways that Nicki did. I think the only thing that's holding Meg back at this point, because I don't think she's surpassed her yet. It's, mm-hmm. it's coming up. Mm-hmm. The endorsements. Once those start rolling in, because you see Nikki, not Nikki, but uh, Cardi, the Super yeah. Bowl commercials, yeah. one with Uber Eats. I think she had one with Doritos, Pepsi, down those lines. Yeah. And I think Meg. Once Meg can tap into that bag. Yeah, I saw oh, yeah. Meg doing, uh, obviously got 12 to the trade. I saw her do some Calvin Klein. Um, so I think it's on the way. Right. I don't know if Meg has Cardi's personality though. No, I think Meg, nobody nobody has Cardi's personality. But you know, Cardi got that old. I mean, you know, Cardi should be a stripper, man. Yeah. Like, and you know, for us as been in strip clubs, like you know, strippers, you know, they in your face. Yeah, yeah and you know, their personality is mm-hmm. a little different, man. Like they can get to you. Mm-hmm. You know, just even I know for me, you know, I, I've been in strip clubs and. Maybe you not the baddest stripper in here, but you dope. You cool as fuck, so you may get a little dub out exactly. you know, for a dance real quick. Just because you're cool as fuck. And those are dope strippers, too. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Like I never forget, man. I wish we talked about this when Q was here, man. My birthday, I turned 18. Q took me to the strip club. Took me to Temptations. Temptations? Yeah. And uh, so we in some, we in Temptations. And um, it's a stripper, man. I never forget. Uh Brown skin thing, man. Thick. Mm-hmm. She had glasses. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I still remember. Oh. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Glasses man. in a strip club. I, but listen, funny thing, I was wearing Here's glasses. My I was wearing glasses. <laughs> I was wearing glasses too, niggas. So shit. We was going to be some four eyed freaks in that motherfucker. Um, so, yeah, man. But, bro, I was fixated on it. Mm. Like that was a T Pain time too. Like yeah. that in love with the stripper shit was real, nigga. Yeah. Like I could not like bruh. Shorty came over, talked to me, and bruh, I was hooked. Eighteen. Eighteen. Fresh eighteen too. How much money you spent? Shit. You can remember. Well, it was my birthday, so I didn't spend a dime. Didn't, okay. But oh, Q yeah, yeah, yeah. Q probably spent he mm. Q please. <laughs> Twenty more dollars. It's my birthday. Please. It's my birthday for God's sake. 
<laughs> she says she wants to get to know me. Listen, she's going to give me her number, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> Listen, she loves me. She told me I was different. She loves me and I love her. <laughs> Come on, strippers don't really talk to guys in the strip clubs, do they? <laughs> Fucking dork. <laughs> but yeah, nah, she probably got a good 200 out. Okay, that ain't bad. No. Nah. That's not bad at all. Nah, 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 not at all. Not at all. There's a story about the time I met Black China. You met Black China? I met Black China. Atlanta? No, this was Miami. Miami? This was Black China before she was like Black China. I've told the story. This is before Nikki gave her that drop. Yes. Okay. Yes. This was early. This was back in um this was back in Maybach music, early Maybach music days, uh hustle hard days around that era. Um Okay. Twenty eleven. Yep. 2011. That was just that was a year actually. Mm-hmm. That was the year I met her, man. Twenty eleven. It was spring break. We were down in Miami. Same actually, same year I talked about mod or not. I'm fucking strawberry cheesecakes from Burger. Wow, we're back man. back there. Yeah, same time, man. Mod, you fucking, gotta defend yourself, man. I, hey, when my my mod's being scheduled, never get my he can defend himself. He'll tell you, fat mod was a nasty motherfucker, man. He'll shout him off for being skinny mod now, but fat mod. Listen, one thing I can say about my boy, and I'm gonna get off him. But one thing I'll say about my boy, man, if he gonna do it, he gonna goddamn he gonna do it. So if he gonna be in shape and fit, my boy is doing it. Right. But when he be in a fat motherfucker, he is a fat motherfucker. Hey, he's committed. He commits. <laughs> yeah, but my boy don't quit. I tell you that now. He ain't gonna give up. That's he, what's up. He ain't gonna give up, man. So yes, yeah, so I met China, man. Just quick, real, real quick with this one. Um, you know, we in the strip club. Me, you know, rest of the crew. We in strip club. We in King of Diamonds. KOD, right? At KOD, yep. man. And you know, I got strip. Got and, and see, actually, it was funny. Um, shot the little bro, man. Drew, we snuck Drew and Drew and uh, seventeen. Got him in right, and uh, Drew was the first one to get a lap dance. We kind of kind of peeping the scene. Drew got a lap dance. How much was it? Dub, dub. Yeah, twenty dollar lap dances. Cool. The dope part about it was like you get your money. And like as long as you, when you got when the dance was over with, you as long as you threw out twenty dollars, you was good money, mm. right? She was cool. Yeah, you could. Ch- yeah, so, yeah. So we like, oh, bet. So I throw out twenty dollars. Shit, ain't no problem. So, um, man, I was probably down to my last sixty bucks. You know what I mean? And um, we had we me and Jordan actually me and Scrap mm-hmm. sitting next to each other, man, and we was like, bro, you know the thing about this shit is. Can't make eye contact with these hoes, man. You make eye contact, she gonna get all your money. So I think was, bro, we ain't doing that shit. We done walked off all that good shit, man. So I'm uh me and him standing, we kinda looking at the main stage, man. It was some Africans with like buckets of money making it rain and shit. And uh look to my left, was talking to scrap. I looked to the right, nobody was there, right? I look back to my right just now. Huh? Why did I just look to the right? Right. So listen, <laughs> listen, listen. So I look back to my left, scrap gone. Mm. I'm like, what the mm. point <laughs> I turn back around to the right, black China. Mm. Look at me dead in my damn face. A motherfucker. She looked at me, bro. No flat motherfucker. Like, what's up? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Chilling <Shit. laughs> was good. You want to dance? Shit, what you trying? <laughs> trying to be cool, right? Yeah. Shit, I'm with it. What you trying? Get a dance. 
So uh, I'm doing the same thing I do with the regular hoes right now. Mind you, we 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 <laughs> got in that shit. We got that motherfucker early, right? We probably got in that shit like ten o'clock. So at this point, it's probably like twelve. So the bad, the, the real strippers coming out now at midnight. So uh, well, so Black China was on JV at this point. No, no, no she was coming out. It was after okay, midnight. She was coming out. We with, didn't with see the her stable. until after midnight. She, she came out with the yeah, stable. Yeah, right. so she came out with the stable. This was a brand new. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. this is the real shit. This was the pink. Okay, and this was Mississippi and them coming out now, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so she like, I right, bet so I get lap dance, and I do saying I do the regular hoes, I man. I threw my little twenty dollars out, right? <laughs> Motherfucker looked at me and said, "It's going to be twenty. Oh nah, that's twenty dollars I threw right there. Oh nah, that's that's the that's that's the tip. Yeah, the tip, bitch. Yeah. So we had a conversation. I gave a ten. On top of that, you gave her ten. Yeah, I gave a little ten shit on top of her twenty. Yeah. That bitch, I'm broke, bitch. I'm fucking, I'm broke, baby. All right, I'm fucking working lows. Okay, what a first shit bitch is that? Yeah, what a, what a regular bitch that was here. What a hoe that was on Molly. It was a bitch getting scrapper lap dance that was on Molly. That bitch was high as fuck. And goddamn, <laughs> I thought she was about to goddamn have a seizure right then and there. Oh man, where the fuck she went? She was taking five dollars. She didn't care. She she wasn't even dancing. She was just kind of doing the white girl like. She was happy to be there. Yeah, she was kind of like just grinding all over you. Just mm-hmm. she was one of them motherfuckers, man. That shit wasn't <laughs> sexy at all. Oh man, boy, Jordan was miserable. Must be a shift change. Must be a shift change. <laughs> what a new bitches. So anyway, man, shout out to Bag. I don't know how we got on that bag, but shout out to Bag. Uh, shout out to Bag for that, man. So. Um, also, man, we can kind of move and bounce around a little bit, man. Speaking of rappers, uh, Kanye, you know, had his listening party in Atlanta for his new album, Donda, in order in honor of his uh, late mother, um, you know, Dr. Donda West, uh, who tragically passed uh, years ago. Uh, you catch any of it? No, I didn't. You didn't? I didn't, I didn't know. There was actually a um, Q text me, man. It said it was a live stream. I had no idea. Nah. I wasn't aware of it. Yeah, man. Uh, from what I was told, um, dope shit. I actually, mm-hmm. I ain't gonna hold you. I saw a tweet. Actually, I'm lying. I got a text from Mod and said the boys are back. The boys. I, I immediately knew what he was talking about. What did he mean when he said the boys are back? The throne. Okay, Hove and Ye. Hove and Ye. Yeah, Hove and Ye, man. Hove had a verse, man, and Ye played that. Uh, you know, one one part of the verse that stuck out, you know, he was kind of saying, "Don, I got your baby." You know, I told him no more of that uh, no more of that red cap. We going home, type shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, which kind of leads me to believe this album is we're getting some of that old yay. You okay. know what I mean? Um, but anyway, I obviously for those who know rap, no hip hop. You know, Jay and Hove being I'm sorry, Jay and Hove. Yay and Hove being back together is dope. It's good for music. You know, uh actually Jay got a line, he like Yay and Jesus, like like Moses and Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? So I saw somebody tweet that said Jay wrote that line when he was burping the twins. Listen, he was rapping while he was burping the twins. <laughs> and the nigga was so laid back it sounded like it. Like he was rapping when he wanna wake the babies up. Yeah. But yeah, man. So anyway, all in all, man, I know a good bit of people who went. Everybody said it was a dope experience. Um, you know, Ye didn't say a word the entire time. That's good. He's letting the music speak. Just let he just let say, the music you know. And I think it was, it was, it was. 
it was yay. Right. 100% yay. Did he have that Ray Mysterio mask on? He wore a mask. Okay. He did have a mask on. I don't know what that mask on was. Uh, Kim was there. Mm. Kim K was there. Support. In, in support of her ex-husband. She's trying to get her nigga back. Think so? It's possible. We're going to get into that. Yeah. But no, um, I mean, I like to see him in this element right here where it's yeah. just strictly about the music. Yeah. You know, in the past few years when he had rollouts coming around, you know, you heard him talking more than you actually heard the music. Right. So I think for this go around, I think he's in a in a good headspace. Uh, I think the yeah. past few months we've seen somewhat of a, a new era of Ye uh, yeah. with the divorce, him being out. Getting out of Montana for once, you see him, uh, you know, in Paris with his new little boot thing and everything. Mm-hmm. So, I think he's more focused. And to be honest with you, I wasn't checking for the album, but just from knowing that, you know, you know, I, I'm seeing a lot of tweets and hearing a lot of things like, "No, nah, he back." He's I think back. it's I th- exciting. I think we the best. I, you know, I just thought about this when you were talking talking about him being in Paris with his new his new shorty. Mm-hmm. I think we get the best yay at the breakups. At the breakups, right? I mean, that's with any artist, like when they go through, you know, heartbreak and, you know, some something some. personal that really some. happens to them. Some. 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 Not who, who, who won't you give that credit to? Who didn't get through? Who who had a breakup and didn't survive it? Yeah. <sighs> I'm going to get back to you on that one. I got one. Give me one. Robin Thicke. There you go. That's he ain't been saying since Paula. Yeah. Since Paula left. Paula that music left been trash And I know it's more. I know it's more, man. It's got to be more. It's a lot of niggas who That's don't. That's the one that comes to my head. It's a lot of niggas who don't really get through them breakups like that, bro. That shit take who you ca- out. Who capitalizes off of it the most? Drake. Drake? Drake. We we know all of Drake's ex-girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Drake has, you know what I'm saying? Like Drake just names them. I was going to give it the future. I think he intentionally <laughs> puts bitches in situations That's a good one too. so he can make some good ass music. Man. That's a good one. Future yeah. happy in a relationship? Nah, we know that shit gonna be some yeah, good. Yeah, few, few, yeah, few need to be in the yeah. yeah. That's a fact. Few is one. Mary J. She's another one. Don't want to see Mary music. happy. I never want to see Mary happy. <laughs> never want to see Mary happy. I heard, some, I heard someone make that point though. It's like, uh, do we care about the artist or do no. we just care about? No, what they're giving us. No, you care about the music, but I feel like that shouldn't even be a question though. Like mm-hmm. we wouldn't know you if it weren't for your music. So do that's we, fair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's not fair. you know. And, and so people ask that question, and it sounds so negative when you frame it that way. But you keep if you really keeping it a buck. Mm-hmm. No, we don't even know who you are without this music. Yeah. We don't. You're a person on the street. Honestly, you're a nigga that works here, a woman who works there. Mm-hmm. We don't know you without music. So no, we don't really care about your life. Right, not for real, for real. We just want you okay enough to give us dope music. In my opinion, when you happy, you ain't worried about doing music. You living, like you enjoying your life. Yeah, but I think that depends too. Some niggas happy make dope, happy ass music. I know who makes uh, dope, happy uh, ass music. Who? Happy people, yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn it. <laughs> I did a you on you, G. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you're going to step, 
Thank you. You got to play it by the rules. You got to do what I do. Thank you. When I do what I do. Now, if you go step, got to play it by the rules. See, see what you we do? I fought that shit as hard as I could, too, man. Damn I it. knew I was going to get you. Yeah, I can't fight that, man. Damn, we can't listen to happy people. Hey, I ain't going to hold you. I'm playing happy people at my wedding. You gonna do it? They could. Everybody could sit down, but I'm a G. Step to the left. Step to the hey, right. Hey, spin around, bring down to the ground, bring it on oh, up, no. moving close. Let me see you and your partner stroke. You know he was actually telling us how to fuck. I don't like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> step to the left. Step to the right. Spin around, bring down to the right. Enough. Enough. See what you made me do. See, you made me do. I don't like that, man. Right. Speaking of, um, speak, <laughs> speaking of Kanye being better at the breakups, man, you had a topic you wanted to get to. Oh, yeah, 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 man. Mm-hmm. It's um, something that kind of flew across my mind the other day. It's like, who handles breakups better? Is it men or is it women? That flew across your mind, eh? Yeah, it did, man. Yeah. Had some, you know, thinking about my friends, man. Like, I know sometimes. No folks I know, man. Niggas be dealing with shit, bro. So it's like this nigga's handling it this way. I wonder how the <laughs> I wonder how the opposition is handling shit. Man. Say, boy, friends like these who need enemies, boy. <laughs> friends like these who needs enemies, man. <laughs> niggas is sick. Oh man. Yeah, man. So okay, so who handles? I don't know. You know, I think that there's stages in breakups, man. Um, and I, honestly, you know, I really think it depends, to be real with you. Does it depend on the person? I think it depends on the person. Mm-hmm. I think it depends on how involved the relation in, you are in it. You know what I mean? Because sometimes if you're checked out, mm, you know what I mean? Like, it's almost a breath of fresh air. Right. You know, but if you're still in it, you know, if you're still, you know, you weren't ready for it, if shit just goes left. You know what I mean? That shit could hurt. When you go through it, you go through it. Bro. Yes, sir. You go and, through uh, it. You know, I've been part of horrible breakups. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I speak to, I talk about one um, all the time. And, <laughs> you know, that, that's re- it's a reason why I wanted to get my friends on the episode, man. So, okay. we can, so cause there's so many stories I tell that they can give different nuances on, man. But there was a, um, actually a particular uh, breakup I went through in 2000. When did Take Care drop? That was 2010. No, that was 11. That was 11. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Okay. 2011, man. Went through a breakup, man. I was in college at Georgia Southern. And, bro, when I tell you hurt, mm-hmm. I'm talking, I was in a bathtub with fully clothed, no water, with a bottle of Hennessy. Just Lame listening there. to Take Care. Hurt. Hurt dog, hurt. Ain't was it a particular song, or were you just letting the whole album rock? Shot for me was ringing. Shot off. for me. Shot for me rang off. Hence the henny bottle. Yeah, yeah makes yeah. sense. Shot for me. It was the lyrics. You know the way you walk, that's me. Ooh. The way you talk, that's me. Though you got your hair up, did you forget that's yeah. me? When you telling you telling shorty like yo like bitch your whole swag I gave you that. Now she running with and you left me, bitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But nah, but honestly, man, I think it goes through stages. You know, I think early in breakups, the men kind of thrive. 
Early on, right? Early in the breakups, we thrive. Mm-hmm. I believe that to be true. I think as that time goes on, it starts to set in. I think you know. Ooh. I think there's a science behind that. Ooh. There's a science behind that. Breakdown. What you think? Um, I think that the reasoning is because just men, women in general, men are naturally chasing, right? And women are naturally have niggas coming to them, mm-hmm. right? So we put that into, we frame that into after a breakup, you know, early on, what do we do? We go back to chasing. And that takes our mind off of what happened. Okay. And women are just kind of, you know, chilling. They're dealing with it. You know, they may be a little emotional in it, whatever, whatever. But as time goes on, it dawns on us that no nigga, you back to chasing. Mm-hmm. Right. And women have the opportunity to be a little, a little more picky than men. You know what I mean? That you know, when they're ready to get back, all they gotta do is get fined and go to a bar. Okay. And they get niggas coming left and right. Yeah. They, they just picking yeah. and choosing. Niggas, if you keep it a buck, you going out, you shooting shots, you hit a shot, miss a couple shots, hit a shot, miss a couple shots, make a layup. You know what I mean? It's a, it's 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 more work, it's more effort. And you start thinking about damn. This shit was a whole lot easier. I think I think women do a better job at hiding their emotions. Do you think so? I think so. Oh, I think so. And I'll attest to that. Just um, you know, being raised by a woman and knowing the bull. Well, I never knew the bullshit that she was going through because she never complained about it. Hmm. Now, my daddy on the other, <laughs> like you gonna hear all of his goddamn problems. Like he gonna tell you. He gonna lay right. it out for you, man. I got this. I got this. This bill, blah blah blah. All, my mom, nah. I no. think that's a little bit of a different uh, conversation though, because it's coming from parents. Yeah, and I think that you I know, think it's true to fathers. A I think fathers and sons. Like I know when I talk to my dad, it's conversations that me and him have that are almost like we speak as homeboys. Whereas my, well, now we do. Yeah, now now me and my pops speak like that. But, you know, but I know my mom, no matter how old I get, it's always a mother-son thing. Mm-hmm. Now, we're closer. We talk a lot. We talk a, about a lot more. And while, you know, I may say things that I wouldn't have said I was just a kid. But, you know, so I think you, I, I do, I, I know where you're coming from. I, but I don't know, man. I think niggas hide. We say hide. Hide what you're going through. I think men hide it better. I feel in like a, women, in a relationship. I think men hide it better. I think women deal with it better. In a rela- in a relationship, okay, let's say a broken relationship. Mm-hmm. What's more common, a man asking for a woman back or a woman asking for a man back? Well, first of all, you're never going to ever hear a woman say that she lost a good man. That's true enough. Women ain't gonna have that, that. No, but that's, no, that's definitely. But I don't know. I, you know, true. I, I think society would tell you that men ask for women back. It seems like it's more common, right? Seems like it, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Okay, but you know, and I think also in that you um, also got to look at. Typically, it would be the woman breaking up with the man. Because typically it's some shit that we did, and now she's breaking up with us. 
So we're going it's something back. that that needs you know to be I mean? corrected. Yeah, like there's something. Yeah, it. and she break. You know what I mean? Whereas the flip side is, if we break up with a woman, nine times out of ten, we ain't going back. Because it's probably some foul. It's shit. It's some shit that we. It's a it's a lot of shit that that men deal with that they tend to deal with and just put up with versus a woman. Oh, for sure. Like at the drop of a dime, it's like nah, nigga, that don't check one of my boxes. Men will because <laughs> and the reason why is because I honestly feel like you know we we don't get to be as picky as women. Hmm. We don't, you know, we don't get that luxury. Women get that luxury, hmm. you know, because again, you know, yeah, nigga, you fuck, and then, you know, obviously, you know, if you're a confident man, you know, this doesn't necessarily stick with you, but or stick to you, or you're relatable. But you know, a lot of niggas they catch one. A so, lot of niggas move like, yo, this is best. This is the best I'm gonna can get. You, can you attribute uh, that to us settling? I think more? at times niggas can settle. Mm-hmm. I think at times niggas settle. I think women settle more than men. But you know, I think that um, there's a quote right, and they say that women choose boyfriends and men choose wives. And I think that to me that 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 was telling because you know women don't they they don't pick you to be their husband, right? You get to choose your wife. They can choose this to be their right boyfriend. Now. Yeah, so it's so that's where the balance is. But again, the women, and you know, another thing that we've talked about before, and you know, we kind of bouncing around all over the place. But it's in relationships, you know, it's again, it's give and takes. It's situa- It's situational. Is you know, I feel like the older you know you get, um, men have more options than women. Mm-hmm. The older we get, right? You know the the I feel like the the women's dating pool kind of bottlenecks a little bit, you know, because it's just not it hasn't been common for women to necessarily reach back for younger men. Some do, you know. One of my good friends is getting married to someone younger, um, you know, but it's not common. Where it's common for men to reach back, so maybe the women I age aren't really, you know, where they need to be, but. You know, does that come from a place to where women may see it as I got to train, I, you know, I got to raise this young man? And it, it, does it sit like that with them? I, I guess think that's younger. A, I think that's a new, or is that just a stigma? I think that's a new stigma that mm-hmm. can't raise a man stigma. I got to raise this young boy stigma. I think that's new. I don't right. think that's always been a thing. I think now when you speak about. Um, mm-hmm. Dating someone younger than you, depending on that person and their mindset, that could come up, right? And that could be a conversation. But I don't, I don't know if um, that's necessarily always true because you know a lot of times again it's just maturity, and maturity doesn't that's come with everything. With, yeah, maturity mm-hmm. doesn't always come with age. You could be thirty years old and immature as fuck. You be twenty one and you know what I mean. Spot on. And you spot. You know what I mean. So. To me, it, it just depends on you, and maturity comes with experience. You know, I've seen that. I've been there. I've done that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know for me, my you know, the maturity I carry comes from experience and who I grew up around. And we can roll that into the same ball as uh, with breakups. Yeah. Certain people who are mature know how to handle breakups versus, you know, someone who's immature. Yeah. It, doesn't depend, it, it doesn't necessarily have to do with them being a man or a woman. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. 
Because, you know, when you look at it, it's, it, 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 it depends. I mean, if you've never been through a real breakup, mm-hmm. if you've never been through a real breakup, it's tough. Yeah. Because it's your first one. It's that first heartbreak. Is oh, shit. You don't want me no more? Why not? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's what you think. That's what you go through. Why don't you want me anymore? What did I do? What can I do? What can so I it's say? It's always me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? How do it's, I get this back? You know, but you get older and it's kind of, you know, talking about Kanye, it's Kanye on the blame game, right? Like, shit, we're going to go back and forth. I'm going to call you a bitch. I mean, you know what I mean? It just, right. it's, it depends. It really, honestly, truthfully depends. Um, you know, and there's so much things, you know, I know in my experience, and I talked to you about this before, you know, my uh, thought, my theory on why your ex always comes back when you get into something serious. Meaning, right. you know, y'all break up. Mm-hmm. They've been on here. They've been over here. You've been over there. And as soon as you start taking somebody else seriously, here they come. Mm-hmm. It's like, why? How the fuck did you know? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you always right here when I'm in this energy? You know, at a you know when you're together, y'all are giving energy. It's the law of conservation, right? Energy cannot be right. you know destroyed. You know, only transferred. Um. So if I'm in a relationship with you and I'm giving you energy, even through the even after that breakup, I'm still giving you energy. Right. I may not mean to, it may not be on purpose, but I'm giving you energy. But That's when I find somebody else I'm interested in, seriously. That could take your place. And that's, I just, start, that's just the makeup of human beings. Yeah, absolutely. You can apply that to anything. Absolutely. It's going to so, be, be the same results. Yep. Like, so when I start giving this new person my energy, and now that energy I was once giving you is now actually gone, and you right. got this void, and you got to fill it, and you're trying to figure out, well, how do I fill this void? You know, that, and you subconsciously you go back to this is like when you lose your keys, right? Mm. Well, the last place I had them damn keys, it was over here. Right. What's the last place I had that feeling? It was with you. Let me call and see what the fuck you got going on. You want to know? Um, you want if you want to get a good laugh out of this theory, mm-hmm. test it on little kids. Mm-hmm. That's the best time to do it. Like if you're trying to sit here and like with my daughter, mm-hmm. we can be in the house all day. She won't say shit. She want to watch her little shows and all of that. Yep. As soon as another little kid comes around, and I give them an it like. <laughs> just the smallest piece of attention. Yep. Now I'm the best dad in the world. You know, yep. you want to jump on me. So it's, uh, it's funny how energy works, man. Yeah, <laughs> man. Energy, really man. Is. People need it. You know, energy. You know, people. You know, energy gets framed in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's called attention. You know what I mean? And that's all that is. You know, it's attention. It's more attention, but it's energy. Right. It's energy. You're not giving me that energy. Why are you giving my energy to him? Why are you mm-hmm. giving my energy to her? What's that? No, 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 that's mine. You my daddy. Kids say it all the time, right? My daddy. My yeah. dad, my daddy, my mommy. Oh, I thought somebody uh thought somebody said, nah, boob, you my daddy. I thought that's what Whoa. you <laughs> Let's get into some music. Get into some music. <laughs> Sick of this shit. Is it on me? It's on yeah, it's on me. Yeah, it's on me. Yeah, it is on me. It is on me. All right. So I'ma go to uh once again, um, I'm gonna holler at an artist, man. That you know, it's funny. This one, an artist that got a lot of, lot of, lot of love in this era. That to be real with you, I wasn't a big fan of. 
Okay. Um, and the funniest part about the song I'm about to play um, is that the first, not the first time, but the time I heard it, it was like, yo, I, I like this song. I was in Zoomies. Zoomies doing a little shopping. Doing a little shopping, man, and it came on. I like, <laughs> I like this. And I actually got this thing, man, where I kind of Google lyrics, and I Googled the lyrics and uh, found the name of the song, man. So, and I was like, you know, I've played it ever since and, and really fuck with it. So, I'm going to talk, I'm going to tap into, man, I'm going to tap into the man on the moon, man. I'm going to go to Cuddy. Yeah. And we're going to do Kid Cuddy, man. Um, Soundtrack to my life. I got 99 problems and they out bitches Wish I was jigging, man Carefree living, but I'm not Sean or Martin Louis I'm the Cleveland nigga, rolling with the Brooklyn boy You know how I be when you start living large I control my own life, Charles was never in charge No sitcom can teach Scott about the drama Or even explain the troubles that haunted my mom On Christmas time, my mom Christmas grind Got me most of what I wanted, how'd you do it, mom? Huh? She copped the toys I would play with in my room by myself while he by himself. He got two older brothers, one hood, one good. Independent older sister kept me fly when she could. But they all didn't see the little bit of sadness in me. Scotty, I've got some issues that nobody can see. And all of these emotions are pouring out of me. I bring them to the light. I try to think about myself as a sacrifice Just to show the kids I ain't the only ones who up at night The moon will illuminate my room And soon I'm consumed by my doom Once upon a time nobody gave a fuck It's all said and done and my cock's been sucked So now I'm in the cut, alcohol in the womb My heart's an open sore that I hope heals soon I live in the cocoon opposite of Cancun Where it is never sunny, the dark side of the moon So it's more than right, I try and shed some light on the man not many people love this plan and understand I've got some issues that nobody can see And all of these emotions are pouring out of me I bring them to the light view It's only right, this is the soundtrack to my life The soundtrack to my life is called Alright man, so that was the man on the moon, man. That was Kid Cuddy. Uh soundtrack to my life, man. One of my favorite songs from that guy. For sure, for sure. What you got for me, G? Uh let's go with a little some cushion orange juice. Bro. Hey. I was introduced to this artist, I think via World Star. Okay. One of the biggest sites back in the day. And I kept <laughs> skipping over him. I was like, man, who the fuck is Wiz Khalifa, Wiz Khalifa. I saw, man, I keep seeing this nigga name, and then him and Currency dropped they little mixtape together. So yeah, the Spittle was vouching for him, and I was like, man, I gotta tap in and see what uh what he talking about. Yep. Little did I know, a year later he was gonna drop one of the best mixtapes of all time, and uh-huh. that's what we have now. So let's get with the uh, Still Blazing by Young Khalifa, man. Let's do it. 
You might make a wee song So here go wee song Usually I make a wee song So here go wee song Khalifa, brother Khalif himself. Cool um, thing about this era, man. Yeah. It's like it's like seeing where they are now. Cause we kind of grew up with all, you know, with all of these niggas and their music. Yeah. So seeing Wiz just being basically a weed head to mm-hmm. so now he has a, a damn Oreo commercial with his son. Mm-hmm. Just seeing the growth and a lot of these artists, man, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. Man. It is, man. And it's also dope to me. One of the things I really enjoyed about the artists in this particular um in this particular era was that a lot they didn't really change. Mm-hmm. They stayed true to who they were. Wiz was oh, like you say, he was kind of the smoker. He was yeah, he, yeah. he never stopped. Now, did his music change a little bit? Sure, but who he was did not change. Right. You know, when when we talk about the blog era, man, that's the Wizards, it's the Wale's, it's the J. Cole's, it's Drake. You know what I mean? It's Kendrick. It's all these now legendary artists. And they were authentic. Authentic guys. No no gimmicks, no social media to kind of help boost their, yeah. boost their fan base. There's a little bit of that. But it was mainly just your Twitters. Twitter, you know what yeah, I mean. It Twitter wasn't was just on the ride, you know, Twitter yeah. was kind of really becoming a thing, man. But it wasn't the Instagram, you know. But Twitter, Twitter you was to be funny on Twitter, and that was you what had to be funny. You have I, to have a personality. You had to be engaging on Twitter, man. Mm-hmm. You really, and I think that's what made them, these artists become so near and dear to us. Was the fact that you know we kind of got to know them, right? 
I mean, Wale fans, you know, I'm a Wale fan. And he'll, you know what I mean? I, I know for sure. We got to know Wale not only through his music, but through his Twitter. You know what I mean? Because um, he was going to tweet your ass right back. You said, you know, said say some, some dumb shit. shit. Him, yeah. Say some dumb shit. He on your ass. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and, but it was dope because it made him human. Right. And, you know, a lot of artists before that, you couldn't really touch. You know, I think the era before that was probably what that trap era, right? And then that, right. uh, obviously, the snap era. But I, I think the trap era was more of an era than the, you know, snap era. Um, so speaking of your tips and your Jeezys and all that, you fuck with them, but you ain't gonna meet these niggas. Yeah. You can't relate to these niggas. You didn't hear from Tip outside of music. Unless you saw him at like a club appearance. Exactly. That was all you were getting from yeah, him. Yeah, you know what I mean? And a lot of times your interaction was, was minimal. You know what I'm saying? Especially when he became really like T.I. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You weren't getting a whole lot. So I say that... um. You know, the blog era for me is definitely my favorite era of music. It's near and dear. For sure, man. Yeah. Um, you know, my favorite artists, you know, came from that era. You know, Drake, you know, uh, Wale, uh, Cole, favorite artists came from that era. You know, even you talk Nikki, like, you know, get on the female side, man. Like, a lot of dope music came out of that era. A dope sound came from that era, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, so again, man, the blog era was dope, man. Again, it was relatable music. It was niggas, you know, talking about college and all that kind of shit. And we was in school, so yeah. we could just fuck with Went it, man. Hand hand. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's that backpacker era. It was all that shit, man. So you know, it was just dope. Again, just a dope era, man. Um, I'd be remiss if we did not send our uh, prayers and condolences, man. Um, lost a legend this week, man, Biz Marquis. Um, you know, um, I never met him, but, you know, I did see a lot of people posting pictures yeah. with him. A lot of people I knew posting pictures with him, which I think kind of spoke to him and his personality. Um, you know, what kind of person he person. Yeah, man, a mm-hmm. real person, man, who, who enjoyed the people as a man and people seen, you know, was beloved. You know, across rap music and culture, man, it was kind of shocking. Um, and maybe I just wasn't in the loop and in the know, but I didn't realize that he was actually going through something. Yeah. Um, did they say his cause of death? I mean, it never. I, mean, I never really matters for me, but I remember a few weeks back, and I need to get out of this. But like, when you hear somebody going through something, it kind of filters into you know. The rest of the bullshit that's going on, you kind of lose it in translation. But right. I forgot what they were diagnosing him with uh, a couple of weeks back when I did hear that he was sick. So, no, yeah. I'm still not clear of you know, how okay. he passed away. Yeah, and it doesn't. You know, I and I, 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 I asked that, but honestly, it never really matters to me, man. Like, I don't care. You know, you transitioned. Um, thoughts and prayers to your family. Yeah. But, you know, reasoning is kind of when we talked about DMX, right? Like, what happened? Who cares? He's not here. Mm-hmm. You know, all that other stuff is, you know, speculative. And we don't really know. You know what I mean? So, just, you know, again. Biz came from that era where you just had to be dope. You know, no one really cared about your appearance, how you look. You know, you just had to be dope on that mic, man. He came from the era that I believe that I remember we talked about Soldier Boy and Bow Wow, right? And we were saying that 
it was a time where like you had to have the ability to kind of rock the crowd. Yeah. And I and that was what Biz, you know, represented, man. That yeah. the energy from from Biz, you know, get them hype. Yeah, get them hype, man. Biz, you know, Busta Rhymes, like Dougie Fresh, Dougie. You know what I mean? Like you get the crowd involved in your shit, and it's just different. Guys performed. Yeah. You know, a lot of people complain about rappers at the BET Awards. You know, because they just kind of stood there and just rapped, and you know they was out of breath and all that kind of shit. They're not performers. Yeah, they're not performers. You know what I mean? They're just kind of just again just rappers. They mm-hmm. flourish in the studio. You give them a, you know, give them some lean. You know what I mean? You know, saying get some Wakisha and and them boys get to it, and that's it. But they're not performers, and I think that that was what was dope back then. Like, cause even then, you don't really see niggas touring like that for real, for real no more. They do festivals, and that's it. Do a little festival set, and that's it. And you get out of the way, man. But the tours, you know, the 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 twenty cities in thirty days type tours, like you don't see that anymore. In the 80s and 90s, shit, you had to go on tour first before record labels even thought about you had to be you, a, you had to be an opening act. Yeah, a lot of niggas was like, and and that kind of taps back into the blog air discussion, man. Um, you know, uh, Cole, you know, getting his look from Wale, you know, yeah. had a couple other people Wale really giving him a look in a lot, yeah. and, and that's we talked about Wale deserving flowers. For the niggas, he gave looks. You Those know what I mean? Those boys are really out there like couch surfing. That's a fact. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and niggas like, yo, bro, you come on my tour, bro. Like, you go over up for me, man. I don't give a fuck. Fuck this label talking about, bro. Come on, pull up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and I, I want to say, was it Cole? Who was it that uh, that was following behind the tour bus in his car? I feel like it was, Cole, was Cole. Following behind yeah. Wale. Yeah. Because there was no room on the tour bus, so he just drove behind the tour bus in his yeah. car. You know, which is crazy, but you know, it's thinking about what Cole is now, man. But you know, again, this is is just one of them things. I so, actually, uh, I actually learned how to like beatbox from Biz Markie. Did you? Yeah, gives a little beatbox now. <laughs> a little. All right, all of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> All of that, <laughs> that Biz Markie, man. Yeah, I used to like doing that shit, man. Yeah, man. And Biz had that uh, that role too in Bad Boys, not Bad Boys, Men in Black. Oh, behind the counter, yeah. uh, you know, speaking a little language. That was yeah, that was yeah. sick, right? There. Yeah, that was tough, man. <laughs> shot, shot, shot the Biz. He came obviously. You know, Will Smith was in that era too, man. So that was kind of a old the biz man so again shout out to uh to him and his family man thoughts and prayers prayers up yeah for sure man um got a question for you though what's the question what's the question i saw a tweet man and it basically said in in you know in in less words that this summer has sucked 2021 2021 summer has been awful Oh, for real? That's that's that that's that's the word. That's the word. Shit, and, I'm uh, thugging out here. I'm living. And and I and I thought about it and compared it to prior summers. And I said, you know what? You got a fucking point. Oh, compare it to yes, summers yes. outside of 2020. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's definitely. I thought we were comparing it to like 2020. Like no, 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 no. And that's actually going to be the comparison. Okay. But, you know, it's, you know, so what was the worst summer? 2020 or 2021? 2020. You think so? Yeah. I enjoyed 2020 summer. Yeah. 
And the, I, okay, I'll tell you why I enjoyed 2020 something. I enjoyed 2020 because there was no responsibilities. The world was stopped. Mm-hmm. And that summer, you were free. Now, granted, you couldn't go out. You couldn't do all this other it shit. It was out of the norm. Yeah, it was different. But you can genuinely do what the fuck you wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could really do what you wanted to do. You know, 2021 is like, and I said this before, in speaking about the world, like, I said in 20, I said when the quarantine, everything first happened, that we're going to come back to a brand new world. Mm -hmm. And we did. Shit was different. You know what I mean? Niggas still wearing masks and all that. I still wear my mask at times, you know. But just a different world. Um, things are different. Protocols are different. How you move is just different. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's just, it's, it's just like I said, it's different, dog. Like it doesn't feel like any other summer. You're free to kind of do what you want to. Rolling Loud is this weekend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you have festivals, but even in festivals, you know, I know when I went to R&B only, you know, I'm looking around like there's a lot of people in like some people got masks on, some people don't. You know, bartenders do though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So just different, man. So I think I think um, I'm enjoying this year more than last year, mm-hmm. simply because there were a lot of there was a lot of uncertainty going around as yeah. far as what you're able to do and what you couldn't do. Mm-hmm. So a lot of stuff was put on pause. That I, you know, may have had lined up to do last year. Mm-hmm. Um, since I was younger, I've always treated my summers as a way to kind of get out, see fam, family reunions for one, family mm-hmm. reunions, traveling, vacation. That's uh, the way that my family kind of set things up for us. So later on in life, I kind of still follow that that same blueprint. Like summertime, that's my time to to travel, to get out, see different things. Um, like I said, last year, that was put on hold. So it sucked because that's what I'm accustomed to. Yeah, we were able to kind of do things that we're not accustomed to doing. We, in a sense, got more creative on how to enjoy our time being in the house. We had versus um, the virtual day parties, um, cookouts that we may have done, you know, in our personal time, but still like to me i feel like this year i'm taking more chances uh responsibly i put it that way but i'm getting to being back to where i was two years ago and that's being out traveling i think that moving around again i think kind of to the point you made about last summer i think the I think the summer i honestly i think what i enjoyed about last summer was kind of what you alluded to as far as like all these new things, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? Like all this shit you can go do now and not go do, but kind of find to do, you know, yeah. we're working out in a park, you know, where, you know, again, you got diverses, you got, you know, diverses amongst friends. You know, I did a few, you know, and I'm doing verses against my cousin and, you know, and against friends, you know, we on, on IG live and we're finding ways to enjoy life mm-hmm. when the world was stopped. And I think maybe that's why I enjoyed last summer a little more than this summer, 
because this summer, while we can do more and uncertainty still is there, um, we don't know, honestly, right now we're kind of living in a, a mode of, yeah, shit's cool right now, but numbers are going up. Right. Delta, you know, these different Delta variants are going yeah. up and people are saying people are getting the Delta variant, even though they're fully vaccinated and, you know, this shit ain't going away right now. So it's kind of like, are we going to version another shutdown? I don't feel like we are just because money-wise, uh, we couldn't take it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a lot of businesses shut down last time, and I don't think the ones who survived the last one will survive another. But uh, I feel like, that, you know, that's, you know, that's going to be a, a interesting thing to watch and pay attention to. You know what I mean? But, you know, all in all, I think, again, this year is – I think this year we're learning how to summer again for real, for real. Okay. And we're just kind of just doing shit. And and it's it's cool. It's fun. But after a year of being in a house, I know for me, I don't even enjoy being out anymore. You don't? I really don't. Like, I go, but I don't really care to go out. And there was a time where I really wanted to hit the streets. Like, now, eh, I'll chill at the crib. I'll go to sleep. You know, what I mean? you know, there's a difference from just, you know, hitting the streets and actually taking a vacation. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's that's what I'm saying. That's what I enjoy, you know, about my summers is just being able to travel and, and taking vacations. Now, yeah. Just yeah. going out on some bullshit. Yeah, that gets old quick. Yeah. <laughs> but even like, you know, like I've gone to like different, you know, different cities during mm-hmm. and even then, like I'm in the city. Like, mm, it's going to kind of chill in the room. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's me. Like, it's not saying it's anything anybody else. You know what I mean? Like, how you saying? I know you took a trip to Cali. You know yeah. what I mean? It's dope. You know what I mean? Just for me, I'm like, mm. and again, it's just me. This is a me thing. You know, mm. my 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 perspective is like, I'm kind of in a, in a real chill ass zone, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's going to stay. I don't know if that's a product of the prior lockdown. I don't know. But that's just where I'm at currently. You know what I'm saying? Across the board. So Shoot, let me not mention I'm hitting Miami in <laughs> September <laughs> then. Ain't got nothing to do I with keep me. that to myself. <laughs> hold on, you hold that. You hold that. Ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> Ain't got nothing to do with me, man. I'm gonna take it. I'm you know what I you know what I'm looking forward to doing, man? What's that? Is um I'm looking at taking a a, a cabin trip at the end of the year. Okay. Like bring New Year's Eve in, in the cabins. Like that's some shit I'm looking forward to do. That'll be cold. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's gonna be cold as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually kind of nervous to go, man, because you know I don't. You know I'm kind of scared to get snowed in. It's a possibility. Yeah, and I watch too many scary movies for that shit. Snowed in cabin trip. Mm-hmm. Holiday cabin, cabin fever. Oh. I don't think we going. Last house on the left. Oh my God! Don't remind <laughs> me. Jesus Christ! I'm not going now. Yeah. Fuck that. We ain't going. <laughs> we ain't going. We ain't going. God damn it. <laughs> so man, quarantine. We think quarantine part two is on the way. It's a possibility. Obviously, obviously, Shit. you think it's coming though. Um, at this point, nah, man. No, I don't think I don't think the people will allow it this time around. I don't think the people will give a fuck. I think we're going to enter an era of 
if you're not vaccinated, you're going to kind of be limited on what you can and can't do. And we're seeing that with the NFL, actually. It's a lot of coaches that aren't going to coach this year because they don't want to get the vaccine and the new NFL rules stipulate you have to be vaccinated to participate. So a lot of guys, I know um, DeAndre, Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins had a tweet uh, yesterday where he was kind of mulling over his future in the NFL. He said, I don't know if I can continue in the NFL if this is the rule. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't believe in this vaccine. You know, I don't want to get it. And if they're telling me I have to get it to play, shit, nigga, I'm out. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I think that um, it's going to be inter- an interesting world that we're moving toward. You know, I think this was a fear a lot of people had going forward. You know, they're talking about tracking devices and all this kind of shit, you know, to begin with. And I think that, again, it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of monitor this because I feel like I heard someone talking in the barbershop about the vaccine and they were talking about how much money we spent on getting it mm-hmm. and that they feel like that's why it's being pushed so hard, you know, not necessarily a health thing because you think about the vaccine and what they told us about it. Right. Right. Vaccine does not stop you from getting COVID. It just lowers the symptoms. Lowers the symptoms. Mm-hmm. So, so I can still get COVID. I can still pass COVID. Yeah. I can still do everything I did before I was vaccinated. But if I get it, my symptoms will be less. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. I know people who had it and symptoms weren't bad at all. Yeah. Or were pretty mild. Hmm. That was without the uh without the vaccine. The vaccine. Okay. Yeah, prior prior to the vaccine becoming like a widespread thing. Mm-hmm. Um so I can see the a world where people are like, eh, fuck it. Why would I get the vaccine? Like, if maybe if the vaccine stops me from getting COVID completely, sure. Yeah. You telling me yeah, my symptoms would be mild? Well, she got it. And her symptoms were mild. I mean, when you leave it up to choice, when it's all when it's per choice, you're gonna see a split. And with me saying that, that's why laws are enforced. So everyone can kind of be on one accord. And, you know, we all get penalized the same way. But when you leave it up to the yeah. people to make that decision, then shh, you're going to have people out there that's, that's willing to take that risk. But, you know, one of the things about that, though, is when it gets to be force and it's your body, mm-hmm. that's when you get that kind of, you get that real pushback. Kind of with that, you know, when you think about abortions and that back and forth. You know, right. when it's choices about what I do with my body, mm, that's a little different. You know, you can tell me I'm not allowed to drive and drink. Okay, fair. Don't tell me I got to get this shot, though. Yeah. Now, I do think that there's going to be, and I said this back when the shot was first kind of a thing. I said, you know, I see, I could see a world where, you know, you have to provide um, proof of, of, of a vaccine before you can enter certain places. Yeah. Uh, also, and I can think about, you know, where I work now. Um, you get a discount if you don't smoke, mm-hmm. right? So if you don't smoke, they give you a discount on your insurance. Why? Because obviously as a non-smoker, you're less lower likely, risk. you're lower risk. Mm-hmm. So I can also see a world where insurance companies are providing discounts for people who have that, who have that vaccine. Yeah. And the flip side is they're charging a higher, you know, charging more for people who don't because, mm-hmm. They're looking at like, listen, this shit ain't going nowhere. 
and you ain't taking the steps to stop yourself from getting it or experiencing severe symptoms. So shit, fuck it. Play with their premium real fast, man. That's yeah, all you man, run that money. Hey, pops always say it, man. Follow the fucking follow the money. money. You want to know if anything is going on? Follow the money, man. So on this side, the Untitled Podcast is vaccinated. We are not saying go get vaccinated, but we are saying that we are vaccinated. Um, so some come around me with all that goddamn coughing and shit. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. But I think I, I don't know, man. Again, I think that these are unprecedented unprecedented times, and it's going to be interesting to see how things are going, you know, and how things move in the next few months or so. But all I'm saying is I'm going to pass out some more stimmies. Yo, real shit. I say, yo, I say that shit on Twitter. I'm keeping a buck with you. And I'm about to get me a fucking PPP because I ain't seen not one nigga go to jail. You ain't seen one nigga. I know niggas done got PPPs buying cars and all kind of wild ass shit, man. I'm getting me a PPP and buy me a fucking giraffe. Shit, you got it, bro. <laughs> get me a fucking giraffe, we, G. Nah, man. I'm not fucking with the PPPs. Nigga. We going to be recording that boy. going to be looking through that window right there. Say, say hey to Jeffrey. Jeffrey. It wasn't that the fucking giraffe, uh, the Toys R Us yeah, giraffe. That Jeffrey. was his name, right? Jeffrey. Yeah, Jeffrey ain't got no job right now. <laughs> Jeffrey need a PPP loan. Jeff can't get something. <laughs> Jeff is struggling. Oh, man. Get some music, man. Let's get it, man. Some tunage. Let's go. Is it on you? It's on me, my guy. What you got? Um. Oh, man. This artist... Right here, man, he kind of paved the way for the bloggers, man. But like you said with that last artist that you played, they don't necessarily get the respect and credit um, constantly being overlooked by their peers. Uh, he kind of came into that same class with uh, a lot of the artists that we just mentioned and played. But I don't know, for some reason, crit just get left out of that conversation. Mm. And I don't understand why. Um Solid MC production is always there, and it's always a, a clear message that he delivers. So, uh, let's give him his flowers, man, and uh, let's go with that. Uh, Crit was here, we're gonna play Children of the World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just in case you was wondering, I did make the beat. Yeah, cause we just. And they wonder why we can't get the police do the same. That's the only rival gang. I'm just sitting here, praying to my father. Tired of the day, forever scared of tomorrow. Was a scale like a borrow. Cause living ain't cheap. I dropped out of school, pops, cause college ain't free. Plus, college ain't me. Sitting in the glass, questions rushing in my brain, but I'm too proud to ask. It all is Teacher talking physics and I just wanna be fly What good is a degree when there's no job to apply And fast food won't do cause you overqualified I'm feeling like hustling Tired of the food stamps and budget in Running in so much work with school busted in God and I risk the only things we be trusting in All else fails I'm in a casket like fuck it then Either get rich or die broke Nigga fell short and got down but he tried dope I'm pretty sure my first words was survival Looking for the answers to my problems in the Bible Cause we just trying to code all the city 
careful, I admit I was just saying If you wonder why I call you bitch Cause we just Plus I looked up to the pimps I'm not saying it wasn't wrong But they had the fresh spits The cars and the bras and the kicks And something to strive for When you ain't never had shit like Alright man, so that was Crit Big Crit uh, Chills another world, man One of my th- Favorite freestyles from that guy, man. He kind of went all he, nigga. My boy went crazy over Cut Friends recently, um, man. And, and while we are a podcast, uh, you know, as as my dog DJ D Izzy would say, man, can't stay local. You feel me? Um, you know, we definitely are a, a, a cast from the Pope for the Pope. You know what I'm saying? So so shout out to Crit for that. So I'm gonna tap into you know, and, and it's funny, man. I I, I kind of always give my guys Chris flowers, you know, and I'm gonna continue to do so because I feel like he's one of the greats, man. I feel like he makes really dope music. Um, but I'm a once again here we are, <laughs> tapping into the boy, the boy, the boy. I don't know if you're gonna be able to find this and you put the plates together. Hopefully you can. Let's if not, then do. we'll do a substitution, man. But I'm gonna get into the boy, man. We're gonna do 9 a.m. in Dallas. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. He's in my <laughs> Me, my niggas, and some Madonna hoes that look just like virgins, but trust they down to go. Yeah, discussing life and all our common goals. Small kids that smoke weed on a roll. Look how the champagne diamonds glow. Find down and pour another glass when the wine is low. I'm in the crib stacking money from here to the ceiling. Whatever it is I got is clearly appealing. These other rappers getting that inferior feeling. I hope you feel it in your soul, spiritual healing. Take a look at yourself, the mirror's revealing. If you ain't got it, you ain't got it, the theory is brilliant. People ask how music is going, I heard it pays. I just came off making two million in 30 days. Damn, I guess it does what the message was. Sometimes I feel I be spending my money just because. But Weezy, I'm just out here repping us. Till I get to shake the hand of the man that's blessing us. Yeah, I know these niggas miss the mean lyrics. Kush got the room smelling like teen spirit. I'd ask kindly if no one out here would bring the feet up. Until I lose, for now I'm the game's single leader. I fly private so no one tells me to bring my seat up. And book a suite with me and your favorite singer meet up. Who you like? Tell me who it is. I'ma make sure that that woman is the next one on my list. I should call it a night, but fuck it, I can't resist. This one is for all the niggas from my city trying to diss. Without a response from me, you really fail to exist. And I love to see you fail. That feeling there's the shit, I swear. I love to see you fail. That feeling there's the shit, I swear. That's what shit to tell a nigga, boy. My bad. I had a nasty ass yawn just now. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Good, man. My it's bad, late. It's bro. late. It's, it's late. It's the end of the week. It's a, a different day, it's man. A different, we, day. different different pod day, man. We both got down. You know, yeah, I had my first official um open house as a parent, dog. Oh, how was that? Weird. Is it pre-K or it's kindergarten? Pre, it's pre-K, man. It's uh. pre-K. JoJo shit. A couple more years from being out the house, man. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just a couple of more. Man, that girl ain't going nowhere. Girl, she's she twenty five. Fucking house, dog. It sound good. That girl sounds ain't going nowhere. Sounds great. It's going to be lovely. Okay. Sounds great. Yeah. I'm glad we got this on wax. <laughs> Can't wait to play this back for you. Oh man, but no, it's a, it's a it's an incredible feeling, man. Um, 
bit emotional. Uh, Firstborn and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll see how it goes, man. Firstborn, me more on the way. Hell no, nigga. I told my mom the other day, man, I might go get snip. I'm not even playing. Though. Yeah. Fuck. You can't get snip. You can get spayed and neutered. Yeah, man. Damn. Pull out game about to be fucking superb now, dog. You ain't gotta you get you get go get spayed. <laughs> Fuck you pulling out for. Ain't nothing in there. Shooting blanks. Yeah, I'm shooting blanks. You might as well got down and leave it in. Shooting nerve bullets. You're shooting dust. <laughs> Speaking of, man, shout out to baby girl, man. My niece turned five, man. Oh, yeah. Turned five. Little man. Five, dog, which is crazy. And I don't want to get too sad and morbid, man. But, you know, it's a the story about, uh, you know, baby girl birthday, man. Um, my niece, for those who don't know, man. Um got a phone call early that day probably like seven eight o'clock man, that um a young lady i went to school with man went to georgia southern with me had uh passed that day on her birthday mm. and then got a call a few hours later you know to you know me want to make my way out to the hospital man because you know my niece was on the way mm. so just you know it's funny how life works man um, you know, you lose an angel and gain one all in the same day, man. So so this date, July twenty, you know, July uh twenty third, twenty second, you know. Um it's gonna be a special date always. And also shout out to my other niece, man, uh Mod's uh youngest, you know, young Lynn also had a birthday as well, man. So okay. you know, that's it for for the for the birthday gang. You know, that's her second. Their second birthday, so shout out that. But yeah, man, so open houses, man. Kids growing up, getting older, man. They not moving out no time soon. I don't know why you on that. But um giving it three years. Three years she out though. Get the fuck out, man. Okay, okay. Ten age of, of seven. Hell yeah. Hey man. Kids growing up fast. <laughs> you gonna talk grown, go be grown. You know, you making decisions for this house, shit. Get your own house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's gonna be grown. I'm gonna teach you. Man, please, that girl ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you know what she told me the other day? I told her to go to sleep. She came downstairs and said, I can't sleep. My bed is uncomfortable. Like, it's like, whose kid are you, though? I feel like, you know, that's a valid point. I can't sleep in uncomfortable beds either. So Most, most kids be like, I'm scared. It's <laughs> like, so funny, man. Yo, kids are like that now, dog. Like, they, like, who taught you that? They're so advanced. Like, bro. what the fuck are they saying on Peppa Pig? Like, what is this shit? I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. I don't like this. I said, what the hell? I am not I didn't happy. know what comfort was until I was like 12. Dog, I don't think I knew what comfort was until I was 25. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck is comfort, nigga? I'm living life in hand-me-downs. Nigga. Like, I've never been comfortable. <laughs> I wasn't comfortable, so I started buying my own shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, comfortable, nigga. Like, comfort. I'm getting what's left. Nigga, we survive around <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, nigga, we survive and move. Nigga, fuck you. Talk. Are you comfortable, nigga? Shit, it's funny, man. You know, I um, like we talk about like you go places and shit, man. Like, yo, when I'm tired, nigga, I will lay down on a floor. I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that shit don't matter to me, bro. Like you know, I you know all the time, man. Like 
food. Bro, I would eat. I don't gotta. I don't need a microwave, nigga. I would eat this shit cold. Straight out of yeah, straight out the straight fridge. out the refrigerator. Fried chicken cold is amazing. Yeah. I don't care what nobody say. I like, nigga. I like baked chicken more than I like fried chicken cold. <laughs> baked chicken cold too. As long as they ain't got like you know, kind of sometimes it got a little bit of fat on there. I love that part. Oh, uh, you sick, nigga. Oh my I'm god, you that. are disgusting. I'm killing it. Oh, nigga, you it's, sir, you. Uh, it's just like slime and gel. Oh, uh, you eat that together. shit. Get here. I'm at the up, cuz. You are fucking disgusting, G. You eat that shit? I want it. You a terrorist, dog. I want it. That's nasty. I can't eat that shit. I'm gonna throw up. My grandma used to like busting me for doing that shit. Yeah, she should have, nigga. That's salmonella. Gotta yeah. be. I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm standing strong. Yeah, for now, nigga. Give it some time. We need to do a uh, Antoine Fisher like introduction one part. <laughs> Yo, it's coming. I was six years old. Six years old. (laughs) That speech was so sad. (laughs) Yo, that one of the speeches that you was like, damn, that's fucked up. And damn, shut the fuck up all at the same time. Because, all right, nigga, damn. We get it. We get it, fam. Fucking Antoine Fisher. You got a baddie now. I like to eat. (laughs) I like to eat. (laughs) Stupid (laughs) shit. I can't believe you eat the fat off that shit. But yeah, man, so point being, niggas ain't new comfort, man. But these kids now. Which I think is dope, you know. Mm-hmm. I think it's dope. It's, it, it's, you know, one thing I would never be is a new black. I see people say that a lot, like new blacks. new. I would never be a new black. Yeah. You know, but seeing the evolution of black children is dope. You always want to see your child do better than what you did. Yeah, absolutely, man. We started on on, 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 uh, on D Street, man. I want them starting on, on B Street, man. I was never that creative to get that shit off. What's that? I'm not comfortable. Either I wasn't that creative or I was just scared to say some shit. Like I was that. scared. Right. If I didn't like it, I just grew to like it. <laughs> I told you I had an uncle, man, who uh, <laughs> I used to hate staying at my uncle's house, man, because this nigga told us with a straight face. It was dead ass middle of summer. And that nigga said he doesn't understand why the fuck we got the fan on. We don't sleep under the covers. Shh. I, li- I like a mixture of like uh, being warm, but I still like to feel a breeze at the same time. And that's it. But it's right. just like, and you know what fucked me up when he said that was it actually made sense. It makes sense. sense. It but makes it, sense. It makes sense, but it's like, what? Yeah. Like, okay. It, I, I mean, okay, yeah. Like, so why you got the family will sleep under the cover? You can't feel it. Fair. But, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ruin my childhood yeah, <laughs> by telling like, me some shit like that's that. when you go back. I'm a kid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm a kid. Do what I want. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. So yeah, man. So I don't know, man. It's, it's different times, man. Different times, man. So uh, one thing I did want to tap into um, before we got out of here, man. Um, did you catch the uh, the incident with uh, with Deion Sanders and the reporter? No. No. Okay, good. So I can introduce it to you, man. So Dion had a little bit of an incident uh, with the report, a, a little bit of a back and forth with a reporter. So I'll play it for you, let you get a, a, a listen, and then uh, we'll kind of talk about it. Hey, Nick's a good guy. Nick's us? You're up. Hey, Dion, I was just wondering if you could. Oh, uh, let's back up a little bit. You don't call Nick Saban Nick. Don't call me Dion now, okay? Let's I call Nick Saban Nick. No, no, you don't. Dion. No, you don't. No, you don't. That's a lie. <laughs> you, if you call Nick Nick, you know you'll get cussed out on the spot. So don't do that to me. Treat me like Nick. Okay, Dion. <laughs> um, <laughs> just, uh, so uh, basically what happened was there's a reporter, man. Dion was doing his, uh, his media day. 
uh, interview and um, reporter called him Dion. And mm-hmm. Dion, you know, said, hey, listen, you know, you don't call Nick Saban Nick. Don't call me Dion. You know, my name is, you know, call me Coach. Coach Sanders. Coach Sanders, Coach Prime. You know, same way you address Nick Saban as Coach Saban. And, uh, you know, the poor response was, no, that's a lie. I call him Nick, too. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Dion, you know, asked to be addressed as coach. You know, and the reporter responded with, okay, Dion. And then so he Dion, doubled down. He doubled down mm-hmm. and Dion walked out. Um, did he walk out or did he high step? He walked out. Okay. Now, he actually he actually did videos. Um he actually did a, a video with his team where he 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 high stepped and he walked it out. Uh, the team called him Dion and he walked it out, but we'll get okay. to that. But anyway, uh, obviously, you know, if you can't tell, the reporter was white. Of course. Um, you know, and there's a lot of back and forth in this conversation about, you know, they actually asked Nick Saban about it. Nick Saban said, listen, I didn't call it everything. Some coach called me Nick. You know, some guys call me Nick. Some guys call me Coach. Some call, you know, whatever. He said, I've been called everything under the sun. But he did say that, you know, everyone has a right to be addressed as what they ask to be addressed as. to be as. addressed as. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, that respect level is there. Um, for me, I do feel as if if Nick Saban said, no, hey, don't call me Nick, that no one in that room would then address him as Nick. Nick. They wouldn't double down on no it. No one would. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for some reason, you know, that that particular reporter was comfortable with calling him Dion mm-hmm. after he asked not to be called Dion. I can tell you one thing about this reporter. Mm-hmm. That's the last report he'll ever have with uh with Dion Sanders. With oh, Coach that's Sanders. a fact. That's a fact. That's, it's a wrap on that. Yeah, he's um, not. He's not there. We're going to cancel that. But I feel where Dion's coming from, um, just having respect on someone's name. And also at the same time, we're so comfortable and used to seeing Dion as a player, as a, a sports broadcaster. Mm-hmm. As a personality. Yeah, as, as a personality, analyst, all of that, whatever. And we're so used to calling him Dion. Yep. Dion, Dion, Dion. Mm-hmm. So I can almost see where the reporter can get lost within that just for being – you know, comfortable for so many years with calling him Dion. Yeah. But the mistake that he made was just doubling down on it. That's a fact. You know, he asks for the respect, and when a man asks you for his respect, you should give it to him. Absolutely. You know, Dion didn't do anything disrespectful to him, so that's a fact. You know, it should be reciprocated. And uh, I, and, yeah. Uh, and going along with that, uh, Dion is fresh on the coaching scene. I think this is what his third season, third or fourth season. First full season. First full, okay. So he's still trying to make a name as a coach. And the best way to do that is to separate yourself from the former player that you once were. Correct. You're in strictly coach mode at this point. So Right. And I think also, you know, a lot of it is, you know, Dion being the head coach at Jackson State, uh, which is HBCU. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a certain amount of respect that HBCUs don't get, especially their athletic programs. Um, Dion recently um, posted a picture of a uh, a new eighteen wheeler um, that they got. You know, you know, he said that he noticed that you know Ole Miss and Mississippi State and all these bigger schools in in Mississippi had these eighteen wheelers for their equipment, and for some reason Jackson State didn't. So you know, he made say he made a phone call. Say he called Brett Favre, who made another phone call. Who and then that person, he Brett 
um, call, made another phone call, and uh, it ended up on, I believe, the former governor of Mississippi's desk. And they got 18 rooms. Hmm. Um, but I feel like Dion is fighting to change the narrative and the start of that fight is respect. And respect is honestly the cheapest thing you can get. It costs you nothing to give it me. Costs you nothing to it costs you nothing. Cost you nothing. So this is this should be easy. Let's start there. Give me some respect. You know, and you know, Dion is Dion. You know, Dion's not a, a real confrontational guy. I think I can only think of another of one other time where he got into it with someone. I feel like that was uh, him and Tony Romo had a little bit of a beef when he was doing commentary on NFL Network. Yeah. Um, but then that Dion's a real cool, chill guy. Obviously, he talked this shit as a player, but you know it's never disrespectful. Point being, early um, on in his career, he poured like a bucket of like a bucket of water on the owner. I think that was a. Uh, yeah, but that was a different kind of... You think that was more playful than anything? Well, I think it was on... He said it was on purpose, okay. but that was based off things the owner had said owner about had said, him. owner had said about him. It okay. said about him. Yeah. Um, you know, so that was kind of a underlying beef. That was um, the owner of the Falcons beefing him about playing for the Braves. Yeah. Um, and he didn't appreciate him doing both. Uh, but, you know, Dion for as a whole, has been a, a respectful guy. You know, but a playful guy, obviously respectful. So... You know, when I look at um, at this situation, you know, Dion made light of it. He made jokes about it, but I think he was dead ass. He was serious. He was serious about it. You know that, what I mean? Yeah. And some people are like, I'm like that a lot. You know, I, I laugh and joke about things, but no, I know I'm dead ass. I'm not playing with you. I'm a joke. I'm a laugh, but I'm not playing. Like, I'm making no, like, no nigga, like I said what I said. But I'm a crack a joke. You know, and Dion kind of falls to that same light a little bit with things, man. So. You know, once again, I think that with that, you know, a lot of it had to do, and, and I don't want to make it a racial thing, but I do feel as if, again, you know, if this was Kirby Smart, this was Nick Saban, if this was Chip Kelly, if this was one of these other, you know, white coaches, you know, Dan Mullen, you know, one of these other coaches as Jimbo Fisher, yeah. you know, asked to be addressed a certain way, I think, you know what I'm saying, they, they get that respect off top. And you know what comes along with the names that you just called out? Mm-hmm. The prestige of the schools that they represent. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of going back to what you had to say about HBCUs and demanding respect. Right. So they just kind of belittle those schools, especially yep. on, you know, when it comes to like their football programs. It's not taken serious at all. And I think so. that's why I was excited when Dion took that job because. A you lot of these to come. Yeah, because a lot of these coaches may not be these big name guys. Dion's a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So all those guys that I named, Dion is just as or more accomplished than. You know what I mean? You know, you could talk Nick Saban and say, Well, he's one of the greatest coaches of all time, and Dion is arguably one of the greatest defensive backs of all time. But yeah, you but know, I was so, speaking more about you know, the institutions versus well, the actual coaches. Well, yeah, but I think the actual coach has more to do with it than the institution because I feel like if Nick Saban tomorrow took a job at Savannah State, mm-hmm. there's a level of respect that he gets that okay. any other coach at Savannah State wouldn't get. Right, But right. you get it because of who you are, not the school itself. Okay. You know what I mean? So I think that's, that's why I look at it that way. You know, I look at um, a school like Memphis, Right, Memphis as a whole isn't a really well-known school. You've had runs. You had your run with Penny Hardaway, 
had your run with Kalapari. But as a whole, Memphis isn't known as a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. But Penny's there now. Penny commands respect. You know, Larry Brown's an assistant coach with him now. It's a respect you get. Larry because Brown of, is there now. Larry Brown's assistant coach for, for the University of Memphis now. That's pretty cool. Yeah, That's so cool. it's a certain level of respect that I get. Fuck where I'm at. Mm-hmm. You give me that respect because of who I am. You know, it's Brett Favre coaching the high school team. You know what I'm saying? I'm Brett Favre. I don't give a fuck what you think about the school. Mm-hmm. But I'm Brett. You you know me. So I think that, to me, ties in more. So I do get what you're saying, but I think when it's a lesser name, you know what I mean? It, you know, we weren't, we we, named, we know uh, Mississippi State's head coach. I mean, sorry, Jackson State's head coach. Who's the head coach of Grambling? North Carolina State? Mm. We don't know. You know what I mean? And this isn't, you know, saying that they should be disrespected because we don't know who they are. It's just but not a, enough attention brought to those schools absolutely. for us to know who the coaches are. And I think are. Dion is setting the tone yeah. of, no, you're going to respect me. Mm. And, you know, but see, your point is correct. You know what I mean? That, yeah, because of the schools, they don't get that respect. But I also think that depending on who's there, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It does not matter where I'm at. You know, you know, you know who I am. Damn all this other shit. You know me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So let's start at the top. You know me. So I think it was dope that Dion stood up for herself, man. I think that was, uh, uh, again, a really good look. That was a question I think we asked early on in this uh, in the podcast. Like, mm-hmm. what are we going to address him as? And it was never Dion, you know, amongst us. It was like, we call him Coach Prime. Like, we call him Coach. Like, Coach. Yeah. It was always Coach in front of it, though. Yeah, it was, it was prime. Yeah. yeah, it was prime. I know, even for me, man, like, I don't have any coaches, man. I played for that. I don't. Uh, I've never addressed my coaches by their first name. Mm-hmm. I got coaches I've called nicknames. Yeah, you know what I mean, Swole, KB, shit like that. But it ain't never been, you know, anything disrespectful. You know, it's your respect there. And always. even even after you're done playing for them, it's still coach. Hey, yeah, coach, they they, they can no longer make me run fucking suicides. Yeah. It was forever be coach. <laughs> Forever, you you would never you know tell me to get him chopping, mm-hmm. but God damn it, you got my respect. At the end of the day, you know, you know, Coach Demasi is gonna be Demasi, no matter what. You know what I'm saying? So, again, man, um, you know, I again, I, I'm happy Dion stood up for herself. I like, I love what he's doing there. Um, I love that he's, you know, beyond asking to be addressed a certain way. But also, you know, getting the the eighteen wheeler for the equipment. I think the message he's sending to those kids, yeah, you know, to his players, like, no, like, make them address you as you want to be addressed. Yeah. Make them respect you. Don't let them just talk to you any kind of way. Those are the lessons that young black men need to see as well. Absolutely, yeah. especially when you talk about young black athletes. You know, because a lot of times, you know, we're we're, we're looked at as just you know. A transaction is just a dollar sign. Yeah. You know what I mean? What can you do for me? You know, and, and you can make me this money, and as soon as you get hurt, you can't do anything for me. I think that's why these these new NCAA rules about guys being able to make money, I love it. Love it. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, the quarterback at Alabama has already, you know, signed a deal, you know, upwards of a million dollars. Yeah. And they took a, you know, it hasn't started a game yet for Alabama. Yeah. All um, hype. To kind of uh, slide away from uh, college real fast, did you see the talks with uh, Mikey Williams? 
I saw that as well. His endorsement deal with Nike coming up. Yep, Nike Nike endorsement deals. He's yeah. already signed with an agency, um, you know, to be represented. And I think it's dope, man. Like the narrative, again, man. It's, it, yeah, it's changing. It's dope. And for me, you know, um, what makes it dope is, again, you, again, you're controlling your future. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, you're in the situation where it's like, yo, like, I generate so much money for y'all. You know, I I spoke before on this podcast about you know I got in a, I had a conversation with uh with a um a white guy and he was talking about you know it's fucked up you know and and they shouldn't be allowed to do X Y and Z because the school is paying for their food and in their education and and it it was so out of touch for me because like you don't understand where these kids are coming from. Sure, the school gives them you know a stipend. But a lot of these kids, you know where that money's going? Back home. They send it back home to their family to take care of their parents. To take care of a light bill. Yeah, light know, bill, phone bill. Like buy, you know, buy maybe a pair of shoes for his little brother yeah, that's getting ready to start school. Exactly. Like that, they're, taking, they're taking care of home. Right. You know what I mean? So, no, all these big dollars you think they get, they're not. Mm-hmm. And, and when they are getting anything, they're being attacked. I mean, Terrell Pryor... <laughs> You know, his records are white from Ohio State because he got a couple of tattoos. That nigga went, he didn't get a couple. That nigga went crazy on that ink. I mean, but regardless, <laughs> it doesn't matter. What did it cost the school? You know, Terrell went crazy with that ink. He ain't went that bad. That man. He was tatted when he got there, man. Shit, I saw a nigga in high crazy. school. He was tatted when he got there. But the point being is that. Um, Who else was that? Carlos you know Hyde mean? with him? Uh, yeah, that was Carlos. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Now, the real thing was. What the fuck he got that three fifty Z from? I forgot that was about a, that. that. I forgot about that. They showed that nigga driving off in that three. I said, anybody ask no questions about it? <laughs> Talk about the tattoo. I remember that Talk interview. A, a tattoo, nigga. Did, did y'all not see this nigga drive off? You know, you know, ESPN do like the cycle and shit. Yeah. And they just kept showing like the same clip of him driving off in the three. I'm like, <laughs> so nobody I remember nobody that. saw this suit or three fifty. Okay, cool. Cool. Okay, just me. I ain't no snitch. Let's Say just pretend that that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So anyway, man, I think these NCAA rules are dope. I think it's well, uh, you know, well needed, well deserved. Um, you know, and it's again, it's just one of them things, man. Like it's so outdated the formula. Mm-hmm. You know, now granted, it's probably the greatest business model in the history of business. Business as usual. Well, I generate billions of dollars, and I don't have to pay my employees a dime. It's the best business model ever. You can't beat that. But it's fucked up. It's fucked up. It's not right. You know, the NCAA tournament generates, the tournament, the NCAA tournament, March Madness, billions of dollars are generated through that six weeks, man. And to be honest with you, man, at the end of the day, all of it is greed because we're not even scratching the surface of what not even close. y'all are making. Not even close. What and these, it's still a complaint. And that was, and that's was, that, and I'm glad you said that because these kids, like you said, the money they make, they're they're making now, doesn't scratch. I mean, it's it's a drop in the bucket compared yeah. to what y'all are generating from them. And we can go back on the money that y'all made in the Absolutely. past 40 to 50 years. Absolutely. I mean, the fa- and then the fact that these kids are coming back and donating to these schools. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. And what you, what, and, and not only what I do um, as a player, but think about Kentucky. Mm-hmm. 
in the guys they promote after they're gone. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just it's crazy, man. So mm, for me as well deserved, man, and I hope every kid gets every dollar possible. I hope they get every dollar they don't deserve either. Absolutely. <laughs> Everyone. As long as you get paid. I told you, bro. I had to change the heart. I used to got damn, you know, Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers. And all I that knew shit. you was going there. I Fuck knew that it. nigga. Get your money, bro. Get every job that get you can get. Get your money, black man. Get your money, black man. Get every dime. Squeeze every last yeah. ounce out. Fuck that. Kwame changed me, man. Yeah. Kwame changed me for sure, for sure. So uh, let's look, man. What we got left on the docket? We might have ran through everything. I think we hit everything, man. Yeah, man. Uh. Yeah, I think we got it all. Good timing, too. Good timing, man. Perfect timing. So, uh, yeah, man, get some more music real quick before we get out of here. Yeah, let's go. Let's all right, who's it, it on? Is it on me? Cool. I'm going to do it like this. Um, I'm going to tap into uh, a guy that, I'll be honest, man, I was not a fan of when I first heard. You ain't a fan of a lot of these niggas you mentioned, A lot of these niggas, bro. man. A lot of these niggas. I'm be real, bro. Like, I had a certain sound I enjoy, bro. And I did not fuck with this. This is crazy because early you said this is my favorite era of music, right? Yeah. Yeah, this artist right this artist right here, I don't really like this nigga too much. Well, I didn't. <laughs> see, see how niggas turn shit? I didn't like that nigga. And I grew to like you him. You know man. I'm fucking I, with I, you. Yeah, man. I grew to like a nigga. Because you know, I look at it like and see you see I talk I just I was just talking about shit. People point to the negative way more than the positive. <laughs> I named all these niggas I fuck with and I just said one or two niggas I didn't like at first and, and now I see you hated them. No, nigga, relax. Nah. So man, I'm gonna tap in again, man. This is a guy that I and, and honestly, to be real, I didn't really give him a chance. Mm-hmm. I his his persona, his swag, what he moved, the way he talked about himself. To me, eh, it went against my southern principles. Okay. So, but I grew to fuck with a man just as an artist, man. He was a lyrical, dope artist, man, and currently dating one of the most beautiful women in the world, so I can't knock him. Right. So, man, I'm going to tap into that guy, man, ASAP Rocky, man. We're going to Peso. <laughs> Be that pretty motherfucker Harlem's what I'm rapping Tell my nigga switch the bitch And we gon' make it in a second Never disrespect it Plus I'm well connected With this coke that I imported Just important as your president Swagger so impressive And I don't need a necklace But these bitches get impressed When you pull up in that seven Them sixes, them beans I get skits the fresh years Rap Simmons, Rick Owens Usually what I'm dressed in Blowing blunts, rolling doobies up Smoking section, groupies rush, hold they boobies up in my direction. Quit with all the front, and you ain't run my click for nothing. Cause our presence is a present, just to kick it is a blessing. This is the way we go, this is the way we roll. Cause every day we gotta pay so. This is the way it go, this is the way we roll. Cause every day we gotta pay so. Young crack, one shot, gonna lick a boy. Gunshot, gonna lick a boy. Gunshot, gunshot, gonna lick a boy. Cause every day we got a patient. Yo, 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 bitch.
She said I'm hot, man I told her I agree She gon' really think I'm hot If I told her my degrees Pull up in that hard top Showing off my keys, graduate school of hard knocks I could show you my degrees Couple ABCs, bad bitch, double D's Poppin' E, I don't give a F Told you I'm a G, A, S, A, P Stevie got it on his sleeve, but I got it So you might agrees. A B C's bad bitch double D's. Serski. I had that on the list yeah. earlier. I don't know what happened to it though. It's off. Yeah, it's off there. Don't worry about it. I got it for you. Yeah, no. What you got? Gotta go with my guy. Yeah. That good kid from the Mad City, man. Sir. K Dot, yeah. one and only. Still waiting on him, man. I don't know what the holdup is. Mm. I really don't know. It's kind of scary at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it really is getting dark. I ain't want to say it. It's getting dark over at TDE, man. But um, this tape right here was my introduction to the boy, man. Um, I heard um, Wayne kind of give him a drop, give him a shout out. So, of course, you know, if Wayne vouched for it, it means you got to tap into it. But this came off of that overly dedicated mixtape back in like 2010. So we're going to go with Ignorant is Bliss. Ignorance. Ignorance is Bliss. Down for nothing, I'ma back him down like Shaq with this black 223 in my hand. Better pray that this chopper jam like a radio single man. Police radio signal saying that a 187 land on your corner. Coroner's comfort, your mama, mama, he's dead the next morning. Hot toasted up with my homies. We drink and smoke marijuana. Want us to change our ways? Uh huh. You see this game we play come from uncles that raised me in Compton. Ask me what I have accomplished. I don't know, I don't have conscience. I just load up and start dumping. No enemies, I'm here hunting. No sympathy, ain't no love when you in these streets. Just get something, protect your neck. Cause they coming for set respect Split your onion and chop your deck Your head tumbling like your next decks Ooh. Cause ignorance is bliss Now everybody put your hands up huh? If you don't give a fuck Put your hands up huh? This the hardest shit you heard from LA this far And I'm this far from a discharge But never will I discharge We all tryna ball And when I got the rock out this off Until that day I pistol whip you poses Till y'all pissed off You peel off in a hoopty Back and make these niggas wanna shoot me And they bitches wanna salute me or seduce me Indubitably I'm too street Indubitably I'ma do me Better than your bitch would Cause you niggas too weak But just give me two weeks And I'm good I make an album that'll put a smile on Malcolm Make Martin Luther tell God I'm the future for heaven's talent No tarot card reading I'm foreseeing you niggas vanish Not only from the rap game I'm including the planet Cats so watered down Clowns can sink Titanic Tie titanium around they neck And watch them panic Give me respect Damage or get damaged. Die young corpse identified by your parents. All right, man. So bars, that was uh bars, bars, bars. Kendrick Lamar. Uh ignorance is bliss, man. Um already, already, man. So uh Yeah, man. So that's it, man. Episode twenty three. Twenty three, man. Jordan number, man. Greatness. 
Your Highness. Your, your Highness. Your Highness. All that good shit, man. Mm. Stay fly. That's how I get so high. I get so fly. Come from not being afraid to fall out the sky. Shout out, man, to uh, again, man, to the listeners who fucking with us for the first time. Shout out to those fucking with us for the 23rd time, man. We appreciate y'all for sure, for sure. Um, the love is dead. The love is strong, man. We seeing it. We hearing it. And, and we damn sure feeling it, man. Um, as usual, um, you know, the best way to show your appreciation is to send swat a picture of your titties. Um, if you're a male that enjoys the podcast, man, send swat five dollars to this cash out. Um, you appreciate <laughs> our boy appreciates all donations, man. Titties, titties, titties a pound. I I do you want better, man. Send yeah. it to the Untitled Podcast Cash App, man. Man, well, I trust you. I trust you. Be a, be a patron. You, you send this why, man. Yeah, be a patron. Be, a patron. be a, You had a name for the podcast for 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 our, our fans, right? Oh yeah, we finally came up with a name, and I think this one might stick. Yeah, um, but we talk about you know what's your un? Yeah, you know, are you the the unappreciated, you know, the unapologetic, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I figure the proper term to use for you guys, for all of our fans and supporters, are just the uns. The uns. The you know uns. what I like? What's that? The undies. The undies. <laughs> Call them boys the undies. Audible. Yeah, like the undies. We're going to do a poll. I'm put a poll up, man. We like the uns or the undies? <laughs> or the, un- the undies and the undies? The undies? The undies. Nah. I like the undies. Nah. Undies, the undies is dope. Put a poll up. Man. Yeah, put, put a, a poll, poll up, man. We're going to do a poll, man. What, what would y'all rather be? The uns or the undies? I like the undies, man. The undies is dope. Yeah, unless it's some dirty undies. Yeah, yeah man. No they dirty be, undies. They be comfortable. The, the dirty ones? I mean, be broken in. <laughs> Broken. <laughs> I mean, it's summertime. I don't wear drawers. Fair. That's fair. I mean, I wear drawers right now. Okay. But I feel a little bit. <laughs> just, you know what I mean? Cool, cool, man. That's all I was saying, man. That's what's up, man. Yeah. It's a good episode. Yeah, man. I appreciate it, man. It's a good episode for sure, man. We did. We, we got to everything we wanted to get to, man. So I'm always happy about that, man. Yeah. So say a prayer for me, too, man. Um, yeah. yeah. I got a lot of. Well, I heard a lot of horrible stories about getting your wisdom teeth pulled, so I don't know. Earlier this week, I was kind of confident, but today I'm a little, a little nervous. Shook, a little shook if. A little nervous, and they're not going to put me under either. I told them not to. Uh, I'm going to thug it out. Oh, you a real one. Yeah, I'm going to thug oh, you it out. you a real one. I ain't. So we'll see how it goes, man. You should be all right. Man, I got a root canal uh, while I was in high school. For real? Yeah, got a root canal. They put me under. Well, not put me under. They just did like a little shot to my gums and numb me up. Mm-hmm. I said, I went to football practice the same day. Oh, yeah. Real shit. God bless all the real niggas. Man. Real, real shit. Ones, coach, like, you got, I thought you had a root canal. I did. But I'm here, coach. But I'm here. What's happening? I'm standing strong. Let me spin, coach. Let me, hey, man, I told coach straight up. God made black beautiful. God made booby beautiful. Black, black is strong. strong. You know what I'm talking about? So, yeah, man. So, before we get ourselves in any trouble, as usual, we're going to end this shit right on time, man. So, again, man, we appreciate you. Um, you know what I mean? All the love, man. Uh, once again, tap in, man. Follow the podcast on Instagram. 
All that good shit We are there man We on Spotify We on Google Podcasts We on Apple Podcasts Anywhere you listen to podcasts We are there You can find us At the Untitled Podcast We right there man No excuses bitch no, <laughs> You know what I'm saying And time out Time out Time out And once again Cause I almost let us go Without saying that man If you fuck with us Fuck with us If you don't Don't you worry about it bitch I know somebody like it Stink asshole Frantic bitch So yo We out of here man Fuck all that other shit Fuck with us Already Bitch Hang around with tits So you ain't bothered a bit Now baby <laughs> Fresh out the airport Fresh out the chair With the clippers Like Sean living Thinking mm, I'm trying to get out Like Sean get it If Lord give it A meal and a milk White skinned it it's slight blemishes in life system, but I'm giving the foundation when I write lyrics. The Anvil night heart minus bright knickers. Maybe not quite the star, but my heart's in it. <laughs> when Bret Hart meet Bret Favre, a sharpshooter well exceeding any figure four. You see my figure more or less, six or more. I invest in my lyrics and lungs in this voice I project. My project is like with pros in jets. A nigga so fly should be drove in jets. It's ironic they call me a fresh breath, no joke. You see them boys sign me to the skull, right? Toes, nigga, especially on your flows, nigga. Cause man, they keep on checking for me, especially all your hoes, nigga. Catch me on your doorstep. You see me, let me in. All I wanna do is eat. I'm like the freaky lesbian. No, all I wanna do is ball on TV, me ESPN. They heard I'm about to blow, so all my enemies say, let's be friends. And all these rappers know just where I'm about to go, so catch me then. Where all the girls we knew that scream, fuck you, gon' let me in. I'm definitely in a class of my own. At dinner with Ho, hoping that he passed the baton. He just passed the patron. Ain't nothing giving, dog. It's earned if you just living, dog. You learn. I let you niggas see the light. I'm like the prison yard. I yearn for that living loss, but my mind ain't done yet. Sit back and watch your sunrise. Kick back and know your sunset. Forever I ain't run yet and never will. Nas told me life's a bitch. Pac said fuck the world and I ain't come yet. You up yet? My punchlines like gut checks. I'm raw dog. I'm rough sex. I'm on deck. I'm up next. I'm God bless. I'm success. So fuck stress. You can get the fuck from around me. And if you're listening, know you're wondering where the fuck they found me. I'm from the veil. What? Hey, Wally. Good looking. Ooh, give me some more flavor.